This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free, so enjoy those. Those other talk show hosts want to charge you for their sites. Ours, again, we give away, so enjoy it. freetalklive.com. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. And Allie, by the way, is joining us courtesy of ladiesinkeen.com. That's right. It's a once-a-week program that is put together over at lrn.fm, but also available via podcast over at ladiesinkeen.com. So it's a good, good way to get more Allie. Uh, so there's much to discuss here tonight, 855-450-FREE. Remember, we've talked – actually, I think we referenced this uh, this news earlier this week about people being given power and what happens to them. Like, they get corrupted. That tends to be what power does uh, to people is it corrupts them, and we've seen scientific evidence that shows that to be the case. And it doesn't have to be the uh, the full-out boss hog, uh, you know, Adolf Hitler corruption. No, just a little bit of power can go a long way, right? Well, a, you know, it's just a, a different a different set of rules for the person with power and the people whom they consider to be on their team other than, you know, the other folks, the little people. You know, for whatever reason, they feel that they can bend the rules in order to get what they want to get done. And, I mean, it doesn't take any farther than the bouncer at the door in a nightclub to see how this goes. I mean, the you know that the his friends don't wait outside in the line. Yeah, I mean, I think most people know that power corrupts. I think they don't necessarily think about it when it comes to government or it doesn't strike them immediately. But in general, they know that if they give someone power over them, then they might corrupt the power if you give them too much. I was speaking with a friend uh, about a local police department, and that local police department had within it a police officer. He did not name who that police officer was, um, who was accused. This is a, you know, a third-hand story, essentially, um, of giving his mother a ticket in town. Uh, a speeding ticket. The cop was accused of giving yes. his mom a ticket. And the friend was telling me this story in sort of a, a surprised manner, you know, like shocked and, and upset and disgusted that the police officer would give his own mother a ticket. I'm not disgusted by it, but I am surprised. I'm so, Well, I, I, I am somewhat surprised, too. But, you know, I mean, let's just think about this for a second. If the cop's willing to give you a ticket, then why shouldn't he be willing to give his mother a ticket? I mean, isn't that... Really, in fact, what the we hire these people for? That kind of fairness? Now, we obviously don't think that it's going to go quite that far, mm. but that really, truly is... I mean, we should be shocked and appalled that they're all not doing it. Toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE. The reason I bring that up is because there's more news now. To follow up the news that says that, says that uh, science shows that power corrupts, here's news saying power makes you stupid. According to Forbes magazine... Do you ever get the sense the more powerful people get, the more foolish they become? Well, you're not the only one. Four university professors thought the same thing, and they devised a test to find out if it's really true. And turns out it is, they conclude. That is, they found that power dependably breeds overconfidence, and overconfidence dependably leads to bad decisions. Nathaniel Fast of the Marshall School of Business, and then they list several other people in their schools, uh, they noticed two well-known instances of calamitous overconfidence among the powerful. Steve Case's blithe orchestration of the $350 billion merger of AOL and Time Warner in 2000, and BP's massive obliviousness to risks under Tony Hayward that led to the Deepwater Horizon disaster. What's the problem? What, the, what do you mean, what's the problem? It's just a joke. Go oh, on. okay. 
Uh, the four wanted to know, are such overconfident people drawn to power, or does power itself create their overconfidence? They had subjects write detailed accounts of times when they had, uh, when they had had or had lacked power. They then had them answer a series of factual questions and rate how confident they were about their answers. They found that people who'd been primed to think of themselves as more powerful had more confidence in their answers than the rest, and yet their answers were actually less accurate. Yes, confidence in one's answers was inversely correlated with accuracy. Now, I've been told on taking standardized tests, uh, this was in school, uh, you know. Don't second guess yourself? Do not second guess yourself. So this is interesting. It seems to be exactly opposite of what that information was that we were given in school is that, you know, you make a, you make an answer. Don't go back and change it because usually your first answer was right. Well, that's because the tests are designed for going quickly. If you're spending a lot of time thinking about the question and analyzing it and trying to pick it apart and find the most correct answer, like I'm t- I typically do, you're probably going to fail the test because you take too long. Mm. People that can like skim information really quickly come up with an answer, those are the people that test really well. well, well the, also- but, but what you're assuming there is that somebody with power lied to you, which is that, um, you know, not that if I go back and re-answer the question that my answer is more likely wrong than my original answer, but in fact that they're lying to me in order to get me to go faster through the test so that I will have more chances of getting more right answers. I don't know if that has to do with power in that uh, just because you're just because you're picking the first thing that comes to mind, I don't think means that you're overconfident. But this, and what they're measuring here is overconfidence. But well, they're saying, <laughs> but you should be confident in your answer, in your first answer, because it's more than, more likely right. They're claiming that these people are confident in their answers. They are not, therefore, not willing to go back and change their answers, which were more often wrong. Four follow-up experiments confirmed. And one might conclude that if somebody uh, on the other side, the the control group, was less confident in their answers, that they went back and changed some answers. Four follow-up experiments confirmed and expanded the results. Researchers came to a disturbing conclusion. According to them, not only do overconfident people tend to acquire roles that afford power, but the subjective sense of power brought on by these roles causes people to become further overconfident. Finding practical ways, especially, by the way, if you have a bunch of yes-men nearby you telling you, oh, yes, that's the right decision, sir. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, You know, I mean, I – yeah, even in this level of the game and, you know, in life, I've managed to find people that will just agree with the things that I say and they're useless. Uh, I mean, you know, useless. You need to have somebody who at the very least will, even if they're wrong, challenge what you have to say. Well, right, but these hierarchical organizations that we're talking about here, big mega corporations, governments, uh, these are all set up to where your underlings are encouraged to be yes-men. This is the the statement that incompetence... uh, uh, breeds promotion, as uh, we've, been, we've, we've talked about on a regular basis. Finding practical ways to soften and or hold in check the causal relationship between power and overconfidence represents an important endeavor for future research. Helping the powerful safely escape this perilous aspect of power is not only the interest of power holders, but also is in the interest of all who are daily impacted by their decisions. Well, I don't support their goals necessarily. I don't want to help the powerful with anything. I'd much rather they just simply be subject to competition and allow the market forces to help them on their own. One thing that they use these two examples here of the uh the CEO of BP and um, AOL Time Warner mm-hmm. uh, merger is that those people, uh, at least the AOL Time Warner, they've got to deal with the consequences of their actions and in, inside of the marketplace. Whereas when a uh, president makes a, a president of a, a nation, especially the United States, makes a bad decision, 
they don't have to deal with the consequences. They go on about their their you know lives, and nothing happens to them. It's true, right? Because if someone, a lot of people describe the super wealthy as powerful. And if they're using their government as sort of a way to gain more wealth, then well, yeah, then they're then they're powerful, then more powerful than they should be. But if you can be super wealthy and people will call you powerful, but if you're beholden to your consumers, the people that are purchasing your services and goods, then how much power do you really have? Yeah, there are two types of wealth, uh, two types of po- uh, two types of uh, you know ways that people get to be wealthy. Well, some people get to be wealthy by providing goods and services to people who want them. They're providing they're you know providing service to people with needs, and mm-hmm. those people will compensate them for it. There's another type where they use connections and political uh, you connections, know, p- political connections uh, within the government to you know g- garner sweetheart deals. The BP is a good example. Right, well, those people aren't beholden. To their consumers, they're beholden to the state. The B- BP oil here is a good example because they didn't have; to, they had uh, a contract with the United States government for their drilling that they only had a certain amount of liability. That's right, and only what something seventy million or something like that. I'm not Some sure what the liability amount. was, but it was nothing like what the damage was. Right. They certainly paid in excess of that damage. They knew the taxpayers were going to foot the bill, right? And taxpayers did foot the bill. So taxpayers paid for those, and that's a sweetheart deal. That right. guy, that, that guy, should have to pay for it. The toll free number here is eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. It says here that there is something that you can do about this to counteract these effects of being powerful, and we'll tell you what they revealed here in a moment. Eight five five four fifty free. You can take control of the airwaves and bring and put you on Free Talk Live. I can truthfully say that VerbalSurgery.com, best daggum podcast I've ever learned to change my neurology right now. Feeling good, feeling better about myself right now. VerbalSurgery.com gets inside of my brain, massages those sweet old brain lobes inside of my head. Feeling better right now. Even now I feel better and I want to go and listen to some VerbalSurgery.com right now. Go do it, baby. Feeling good. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring us anything you want. Toll-free number here, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features you'll find there. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Features like our listening options. You can go and get tuned in via our broadband stream. We've also got dial-up stream and uh, mid-band stream as well. So different size streams for different internet connection speeds. Those are available at listen.freetalklive.com. Around the clock, 24-7, the latest episode of Free Talk Live is streaming there. Uh, Plus, you can get the details on the over 100 radio stations that air the show at various times throughout the week. Our satellite listening options, including XM Satellite Radio and our free-to-air KU band channel. The webcam and the listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance. Again, all of that is available to you over at listen.freetalklive.com. If you're looking to get precious metals and... You know, it's my advice that you do. I've done it for myself, and it seems like they're, you know, in a position to move upward. Could be wrong. Certainly not a financial expert, and frankly, the financial experts don't know what the heck they're talking about either because they're always uh, all across the board, too. But it looks like they're printing a lot more dollars, and that means that commodities will go up. And gold and silver are the kinds of commodities that you can hold in your hand, keeping a safe at your house. Um, You know, you don't have to pay capital gains on them unless you feel that that's what you wish to do. And... 
you can get them at gold.freetalklive.com. You can get them at rates there that are likely much better than you'll be able to find the other large metal retailers. It's gold.freetalklive.com. When you buy from gold.freetalklive.com, you help Free Talk Live. It's gold.freetalklive.com. According to Forbes magazine and uh, the Organizational Behavior, Behavior and Human Decision Processes Journal, uh, there's a full study that's being going to be published there by some scientists that decided they wanted to check and see if being more powerful made one more foolish. And it turns out they surprise, think surprise, it's surprise. True. Uh, they had subjects write detailed accounts of times when they had had or had lacked, lacked power. Uh, they then answered a series of factual questions about how confident and rate how confident they were about their answers. The people who'd been primed to think of themselves as more powerful had more confidence in their answers than the rest, and yet their answers were actually less accurate. So what can you do about this, writes Forbes. Well, one answer, according to the study, is apparently to humiliate the powerful. The fifth and final experiment of the four conducted found that the tie between power and overconfidence was eliminated when the powerful were made to feel incompetent. This is what I do for you Every day, Ian. For me, what do you think? You trying to think humiliate I, him? Ian is, Ian's the number one guy on the show. Uh, when he opens his, his <laughs> yacker and says something dumb, I, uh, I, I, I you know, berate him that for That is it. what you do. Yep. That's why you That's why Free out. Talk Live is rising in the ratings all the time, gaining more stations, <laughs> and the rest of those shows out there are languishing. Well, I think that uh, I've certainly acknowledged on the air that I like doing a more than one person show because it it keeps everyone's ego in check. Yeah, I mean, I don't have power necessarily, but you know, it is the show that I created. So ultimately, to some extent, are, I are guess, those a line of mute buttons over true, there? On I your can side? mute you at any okay. time. That that's true. <laughs> you don't I, think I use oh, wait, that? Very hold on, judiciously. let's stop for just a second. <laughs> you don't think that all these other monologuers, and that's the talk show hosts that have one guy on the air. You don't think these other guys have uh, some position of power, and that they feel that they have some position of power? Oh, I bet they do. Okay. Oh yeah. So when did I say I didn't think that? Well, I'm. You're saying that uh, that 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 you know for whatever reason you don't have power. Yes, you do. Well, I see what you're saying. Like in the structure of the room in which we sit, yeah. But if we weren't here, and you would be one of these monologuers going on listening to yourself in an echo chamber, right? Slowly going insane behind the microphone. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know. Maybe we're miscommunicating here, Mark. What I meant by when I think about power, I think of like control over others, and ultimately we're all here voluntarily together. Certainly. So there is that factor. But uh, but yeah, I do think that it's important to have other people checking you. And I mean, essentially, even though I have control over the microphones, I also so have more responsibility uh, as well. And you know, but the person the at AO, the person at AOL and Time Warner that set up the the merger deal had more power than say the uh, the sales guy or the janitor or the secretary, right? That's true. But we work in a situation the where the sales guy and the secretary, right? The secretary and the janitor could walk away. I mean, they still have power. Right. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, but in the, in our situation here, we've got a, a you know we're encouraged to disagree with one another. Disagreements are are you know useful on the air for- because we believe that the ideas are more important than the individual. The powerful tend not to believe that. They believe that they have the good ideas. Thus, the statement that I constantly make that all ideas that are yours are good and all ideas that are other people's are bad. That's what people generally think. So you're certainly welcome to comment here at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 
I created the show as a multiple host show because I don't want to listen to myself talk for three hours. I, I'm not interested in that. I want to. I wanted to make the show that I wanted to hear, and I've always enjoyed shows with multiple personalities on them. I like that we have a different co-host every night of the week uh, to add, you know, an extra bit of spice, an extra bit of you know a difference between the nights. Uh, that way, it's not just you and I, Mark, every single night of the week. And I think these are factors. I think you're right. I mean, obviously, you're boasting about it, but I think you're right, Mark, that uh, that it does lend. I think a, a a better air to the show where people aren't able to go off into ego trip land. I think that's important. So, and of course, it's open phones too, so anyone listening can always call us out because it's, in some cases, all three of us might agree on something. We might all three be wrong, in which case we're not going to ban your call or anything like that if you disagree. Like a lot of shows, I, I'm always amused by people who uh, you know disagree with a show and like will write a blog post or write on the the Facebook wall or you know whatever their complaint is. You mean about our show or about, about any our old show? About our show. You know, hey. Just call in. It's not like, you know, do you, are there any callers waiting right now? No. There you go. I mean, there's none. <laughs> you <laughs> just broke nationally... one the, You broke one of the rules of uh, talk radio there. Mark. I understand, but I'm, I'm making the point. Free t- if Free Which Talk Live is a program where we will take your call and we're sit here, sitting here talking amongst ourselves and not talking to a caller, then... It th- usually means that no one is on hold. Right. And this is a usually. nationally syndicated show that appears on more than 100 radio stations across the country. And the fact is, people don't call that often. I don't know if people are scared people get, of getting on the air or what. I think people are, get nervous about it. Sure have do. you noticed that more I people call to. later in the night once they've yes. like been listening and they're like, I want to call. I want to call. Oh, All right, fine. Fine, yep. I'll do it. Yeah, okay. By yeah. the nine o'clock hour, the calls tend to pile up. I still get nervous, too. Although, to be fair, we have more stations on in the nine o'clock hour, too. So there is that factor. Okay. That's true, but they seem to on my um, on my Sunday show where we have the same amount of stations all the way the through. Show. They pile up into the nine o'clock hour, especially the the last segment of the nine o'clock hour. Finally, Isn't that funny? they've had all they can take, and then they call in. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> get the last shot. So if if you've got a problem with free talk live, please feel free to put it on your Facebook, put it on your blog, put it wherever you want, post it on Free Talk Live's wall. Who cares? But why in the world would you take the time to write it up when it's all you have to do is Pick up the phone and call. And a whole really lot more people going to hear if you call. Hold us to account. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not like we've never changed our opinion before. Hold us to account. Show us the error of our ways, and it's easy. Well, right. I mean, it's uh, we're here for you. Eight five five four fifty free. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. That's what I said in the uh, conversation I've been having with the Shire Society forum, where some people are critiquing me. For or actually, I didn't even make the video, but Derek J from Tuesday Nights recorded a uh, an old lady crossing guard being very mean to him in public, and some people are saying well, you, him. you shouldn't. Have, yeah, you, some people are saying you shouldn't be recording bureaucrats like that. Yeah, sure, you can record the police, but don't record the old lady crossing guard. That's not that's not nice. They said, and I said, well, you know, you could convince me not to if you could prove to me that there's something morally wrong with it. I don't think there's anything morally wrong with uh, the idea of recording a government bureaucrat. I'm forced to pay their salary. They're supposedly my employee, my servant. I should be able to record my servants. Right. It's not a sexist agent. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com.
This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want at 855-453-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features you'll find there. We'll give them to you. Once again, freetalklive.com. And those features include the news updates. You can get signed up. Follow us via email, Facebook, Twitter. Head over to news.freetalklive.com. Once again, that's news.freetalklive.com. Uh, and joining you here in the studio, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. Don't forget, you can join us at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It's coming up June 18th through the 24th. Registration is open now, and it's still early bird pricing, so you can still get in. I think it's 30 bucks if you get registered now yep. at porkfest.com. Yeah, Porkfest. you can register right now online at porkfest.com. That's right. Porkfest stands for the Porcupine Freedom Festival. If you know you're going, why would you pay more registering later? Absolutely, and grab your campsite while you still can. Oh, God. You've got to. Uh, because this is coming <laughs> Get it now, up. you'll be I mean, sorry. You, this is coming up. Start making your, your list. I've got my camping list that I always have to go over to make sure I didn't forget anything. Uh, but go get, get to Porkfest. If you love the ideas of liberty, you want to be around other people that also feel as you do, this is the event of the year. I mean, in my opinion, Liberty Forum's great. No doubt about it. Porkfest is where it's at. Porkfest is tremendous. It's an entire week instead of just a weekend. So Monday through Sunday. You don't have to stay for the whole week, though. I mean, if you have to work or whatever and you can only come up for the weekend, it's still worth it to just come up for a weekend. But if you can make it for the whole week, it's just great the whole time. And you'll meet all kinds of interesting people. There were, what, maybe a thousand people there this last Sounds year? Sounds about right. If you take a look at the timelines of them, I've loved seeing the pictures as they line up and the group just gets bigger well, and bigger. And that's year, not all the people. there's a group photo is what you're talking that's about. That's right. Yeah, and you're right. Not not everyone shows up for the group photo either. And some of them can only can't stagger in. It's, it's <laughs> in the middle of the day, but yeah, it is pork fest. So, um, you know, it's it's funny how these uh, different groups get together. My son, who was uh, three years old, well, just turned three at the time, mm-hmm. uh, went and he had a blast with all other the kids, kids there and other there's families. A bounce house. There's a uh, you know you can knock the guy into the water. The ice ice cold water. That I did. Oh yeah, that's right. They had that little carnival thing. Yeah, they had all kinds of stuff for kids. Kids had a great old time, and it these sort of these different levels of fun exist for different folks uh you know the the political types are there and they're having their speeches and doing their thing the you know the there's voluntarists the, are there yeah there, there's, there's this there's alley where everybody kind of does this i don't know swap shop uh you know flea market thing lots of food being sold and just a great time it is. So go to porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com, and get registered. Get the early bird discount while you still can, and get your campground locked in. We're going to be there, of course, broadcasting live, and it's always a good time. So uh, our number here, 855-450-FREE. We continue. We'll take your calls about anything. And then Allie's going to tell us about a toilet paper shortage, which sounds like a really dangerous situation. Adam's Bad. in Canada. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Adam. Good evening, everybody. What's on your mind? You have um, open lines tonight. I think I'll call in and contribute. It's, it's always open lines, just so everyone knows. I try not to be too chronic. Now, this file sharing thing has been really in the zeitgeist lately with all the SOPA, ACTA, PIPA, COICA stuff going on. The zeitgeist and is I the heard, spirit of the times. I've heard on your show recently a lady call in and say, well, these artists, they are making millions of dollars. Why should I feel bad? And I'd like to propose a better reason not to feel bad. 99% of my music I've downloaded illegally, and there's a good reason for, for doing this, for why this is happening. It's, if you go back to when the RIAA was necessary for distribution of music on plastic discs, 
and vinyl before that. These folks depended on them to fulfill a market function that they don't fulfill anymore. They have the Internet now. But they they would weasel these people, nickel and dime them, these artists, in their contracts to the point where they had to tour their butts off for the rest of their life to make the money back. Now, hold on just a second. The RIAA is essentially a a group that has unionized the music industry. And the music industry, as you said, was a medium, a distribution medium for artists to get their music to people back when it wasn't easy to do. Now, any artist can put up a website and promote it and get their music directly to people. That's great. The problem with this is that the artists don't make any of the real money they have from the sale of the albums. With more money in our pockets to spend on touring or tickets and merchandise, it's better for them. They're making dollars instead of cents. Whereas previously, to even know if I wanted to be at that concert, I had to make an investment, take a chance, make a risk on that band, and I may never even hear their music until it's on the radio, if it's radio-friendly. So now we have people who are going... There more fans in general. There's not so much a battle of the bands anymore. Yeah, so, I mean, lots of people sense. have different. I think tastes are fractionalizing more and more and more as time goes by. And you just didn't have the choices in the '60s that you do today. And uh, more bands can have more fans, and more money is spent on their bread and butter, their tickets and merch. It's in our pocket now, instead of spending $120 on a discography. I can spend it on tickets and shirts, which I've done. And these. The only people who are going around suing everybody are the RIAA themselves. Sure, and if you take down the barrier between... Some of of the band members who have gotten kind of old uh, tend to support the the monopoly monopoly privilege on on their um, information that they have. Yeah, they come around, though. If you look at Lars Ulrich, he can't can't take his eyes off his feet when he hears about Napster. It's funny. What? You mean mean he's changed his mind, uh, the guy from Metallica? Big time. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know, but I mean, uh, the, you know, the, the these guys, uh, some of them say, well, you know, look, what am I, how am I going to get money for my music? I don't want to work anymore. I don't I know. I like my lifestyle. Figure it out, though, because the well, people I don't want to work your music free. a really free. good attitude in a free market, is it? No, no right. and I think that this is really... The biggest problem is is that you know if you you write the greatest song or the tribute to the greatest song ever written and uh, you uh, you know you get it out there and then you never have to work again. What is that exactly? I mean, d- the government should protect that particular attitude. It right. seems to me that that uh, you know musicians should work. And then if anyone wants to use your music, like in- is inspired by your music and wants to maybe like play their own thing on top of your music, then they have to pay royalties to you for some reason, even though it's completely different. I don't have to pay Picasso's great-great-great-grandson when I want to visit the Louvre in Paris. There you go. I great can point. PDR for free. Very good, sir. And you can also look at, you know, look at photos of the same art online for free uh, as well. Although I can paint my own, reproduce it. You certainly could. Hey, Good Adam, night. thanks for the call tonight, man. I appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number. That's 1-855-450-3733. Uh, so, you know, he, he's bringing up an important issue, and that is that the Internet, the dis, you know, the direct ability to connect with your consumer, with the person who's interested in your product or who could be potentially interested in your product, brings down the barriers. It removes the middleman, and that's what the RIAA and the record companies, the big record companies are. They're the middlemen, and uh, the Internet gives people the ability to connect directly, and that's very dangerous to the old methods. It's very, very dangerous to sure. the old guard, and well, that's why they're lashing out against it. All and, new technology is dangerous. 
dangerous to the technology it replaced. I mean, you know, if the uh, the farriers who put horse, horseshoes on horses could have done something about the automobile by getting together and lobbying the government, you can believe they would have and we'd still be riding around on horses. They certainly could have. So the Internet brings that barrier down and makes it so, as he was pointing out, you don't have to spend the money to buy the album to see if you like the music to see if you want to go to the concert. Now you can just get the album straight from the Internet and make your decision as to whether or not you want to support that band. Right. People saving money is good for the economy because it means that people can spend money on things that they actually want and give a better market signal than just, I have to spend money on the CD because it's illegal for me to download it. That's not good for the economy. Toll-free number here again, 855-450-FREE. We will, uh, of course, take your calls about anything we've got. Tim on the line listening in northern Minnesota to WNMT. Hey, Tim. Hey. So at my work, I get paid four ninety an hour as a training wage. All right. Sorry to hear that. You, huh? <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. Go ahead. Do you, do you think that should be legal? Well, I think that you should be uh, able to negotiate whatever wage you want with your employer and whatever wage you can come to an agreement on should be legal. But if you want to talk further about it, you're welcome to hang with us. We'll bring you back here in a moment. 855-450-FREE. More with Tim, hopefully, in just a bit. Also, your calls as well, because wages are something a lot of people are confused about. They think that the government needs to be there to artificially prop them up. And there are some real serious economic consequences that come from that that maybe you don't think about on the front side. 855-450-FREE. That's toll-free. You bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via SpendBitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's SpendBitcoins.com. Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Toll free here at 855-453. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy this program, there are ways for you to support the show. One of them is to shop with us. Go to shop.freetalklive.com and get whatever it is you need or want because Amazon carries a lot of that stuff. There's a huge selection at Amazon. If you've ever been there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You can now shop through Amazon by using our website to start. And when you do that, Free Talk Live will get a portion of the purchase price. So start your shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. There are different links there for different Amazons in different countries. So click on the one that's right for you and then get your shopping done. And Free Talk Live benefits when you start at shop.freetalklive.com. As we continue here, Tim is uh, still on the line with us here listening to WNMT in northern Minnesota. And Tim, you had asked a question about your wages. You said you're getting a training wage, which is uh, for something per hour. And you 450, asked- was that right? Four ninety. Four ninety per hour, and you'd asked if we considered that okay or if that should be legal. Was that your question? Yes, I get paid four ninety an hour, and that's for ninety days total as a training wage at a gas station. It's interesting. What I didn't are they even... training you to do at the gas station? Um, well, they train me for about four days. Um, the gas station is kind of an all-around thing. Yeah. Uh, you got till work, 
bait, gas that you have to pump because it's a full-service pump, propane, uh, beer, deli, and it's all run by me. Well, that's interesting that I'd never even heard of a training wage before. I didn't know that that was something that that people could do uh, legally. I, I didn't know either until I got here, and then <clears throat> my boss explained that it was four ninety for 90 days, um, and I assumed that was as long as I was being trained. But after, you know, five days when they left me by myself, I was still being paid for till now. And I'm still yeah. being paid so, 490. So you feel like uh, the, you know, hey, this on-the-job training seems an awful lot like the work that I'm going to do once I'm trained. Right. Yeah. Why yeah. do you stay there? If you, don't, if you feel like your work is more valuable than what they're paying you, then why do you continue to do it? I, I'm actually quitting at the end of this month. I found another job. And, and you know, the thing is she can't afford to lose me. Because as it was last week, I worked you know sixty three and a half hours, and I'm I'm seventeen working and I have school to do too. Well, if she can't wow. afford to you, lose, hold on, you're going to sc- to high school and working yeah. sixty hours a week. Yeah. When do you sleep? <laughs> um, I get about seven hours a night. I guess you do. Well, well, now if she can't afford to lose you, then she should be willing to increase your wage. Uh, is that happening? Than, rather than lose, has she that, made an offer? That's what I would think, but it didn't turn out that way. So it she's, turned out that she didn't need me apparently that much, and she went and found two or three other people to try and cover for me. Okay, so this is market feedback for her. Um, she's uh, finding that a valuable employee, let's assume that, um, is is leaving her for another job, and she's finding that she can go get somebody else. Now, the fact is, new employees do really, really require training and your you know, your next employee, if you had a good employee, your next employee will likely not as be as good as the the last one. Sometimes you get lucky, but not everybody's matched for every job out there. And so I mean, you know, at some point or another, she's going to find that this lower wage, because this, you know, this it's a ruse calling this a training wage that may be legal, but it doesn't. Well, I'm guessing there's some sort of legality that says that you can have a training wage for up to 90 days. I would and guess that the so same. it's probably being it's probably the state that is making this even possible for her. But I mean, you know, in a so so what? I mean, you know, she could do this in a in a marketplace. She could offer a below sort of uh, median wage uh, to, to lure somebody in for training, and then you know keep going cycling through people to do this. But at some point or another, she's going to find somebody who costs her money because they're going to mess things up, and they're going to take money out of the till, and they're going to do all kinds of things. Well, the the thing is, is I'm not the only. I'm not the first one to you know, quit after so long sure. because of this low pay. Sure. And the people that worked before me, one of the people before me, were, you know, they stole up to a grand or two worth of stuff from here, yep. whether it's from gas or random stuff on the shelf. And then, you know, finally she finds someone who's <laughs> decent, but then doesn't decide she wants right. to right. She wants to treat you then... just like she's treated everybody else, which is like some garbage employee. And uh, this you know, is what happens. What she gets. This exactly. is what happens to employers that intend to exploit their workers. You get poor workers and at some point and the word's going to spread too. yeah and and, and the, you how know, is she your, exploiting your business, anyone she's exploiting because you know the fact is this guy deserves to be paid more and she's well, he choosing deserves not to, do to it. be paid more she's sure just offering no she's offering to pay him to do this work he's he agreed to it right. she's, and he's she's continuing to do it him. there's no exploitation he well, you can, can use whatever term you wish to, wish to use on this he's not getting paid enough he's a competent employee paid who enough st- right that's I why don't he's know, leaving. What does that? Well, yeah, he's going to leave because he's realized that he'd rather not work 
either not work or work somewhere else. Well, he said he's going to get a job somewhere else. So he'd rather work somewhere else. So there's been no exploitation. You can offer, you can make an offer to someone and say, if you'll do this, I'll pay you this. That's not, if they take the offer, you're not exploiting them. That's what you agreed upon. Okay. So exploitation might be a, uh, you know, might be a harsh term on this one, but it doesn't change the fact that this lady, because of her foolishness and because of her rigidness, if this is the case, if this guy's a good employee, for all we know, you've stolen everything that this woman's had and she's <laughs> glad to see you go. But if he's a good employee, and I've had this happen, I mean, I've been in the same circumstance where somebody just has a plan in their mind that they're going to go about doing whatever they're going to do and they're going to pay low wages and they're going to get crappy results and their business suffers. Well, she's going to try to pay as little as she can to keep prices as low as she can to make as much money as she possibly can and there's nothing wrong with that no, that is that's what a she, bad plan that is what she should a, do for a, her customers and if a, she no, can it's a crappy plan your customers are it's going to cost you more if your employee steals a thousand dollars worth of well, stuff well that's well, well, true but is, is that's, she plans <laughs> on building a whole new store at some point here so she has money well, it doesn't matter whether she has money or not. Whoa. What matters is is how she allocates that money. And if she allocates that money towards bad employees because she doesn't allocate enough towards good employees, she's making a, 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 a bad move. Well, okay. So Allie's right and Mark, you're right. And you're all right in what you're saying here in that, yeah, her motivation is to cut costs as low as they possibly can be so she can pass those savings on to her customers and be competitive in the marketplace. As she should. However, there's a counterbalance against that, and that is what the marketplace is demanding as far as the workers are concerned, as far as what they think they're worth uh, sort of collectively amongst the community. And she's been probably managing to get away with playing this little game where she offers, you know, what most people would wouldn't accept to people that are desperate for work. In the, in the case of Minnesota, the training wage, according to their website, the government's website, there is four ninety an hour, uh, which they may pay to new employees who are younger than age twenty during their first ninety consecutive days of employment. So she's doing it, you know, by the book. Doesn't matter to her whether she's training you or not. Uh, she's got you on as a training wage up to the maximum, uh, according to what the state's well, going to allow her to do. She has hired someone else that previously worked here, but hasn't worked here for eleven years. So does that mean that they have to redo the 90-day thing, or do they just start at minimum wage well, it would right depend away? Well, it would depend on what her deal is with that employee. Like, that person's been there for 11 years. They might be able to come back and demand 7 or 8 as, bucks an hour. As far as I'm point. concerned, this lady should be able to offer $0.02 cents an hour if that's what she wants to do. You choose whether or not to take that money. Right. And you choose whether or not to take a new job. The fact is... This woman seems to be making poor strategic choices in paying low wages, if what you say is true. As I say, I don't know you. Um, I mean, you know, you could very well be a, a terrible employee. We're taking his, his word for it, Mark. I mean, yeah. You don't have to keep re- repeating Well, that I think point. it's important to. So I, uh, did we answer your question? Um, I'd say you did. All right, great. Anything else on your Thank mind you. tonight, Tim? Um. That should be it. Thanks for the call, man. Thank Good you, luck yes. with your uh, your changeover. Hope you find something better. And thanks for the call again. You know, the, she probably looks at it as this is a you know useless job. Uh, anybody can fill this yeah. job, so I'll take whoever I can get. But because she's not offering enough, she's probably constantly replacing someone. I and, mean, it's either him or the people that are stealing or whoever. Somebody's going to have a reason to leave there at four ninety uh, per hour. And like you said, it's the marketplace giving her feedback. Maybe she'll learn her lesson someday, or maybe she'll just continue going through this cycle of getting employees that never actually have any level of skin in the game because they don't give a damn about the job because it's only worth five bucks right. an hour. Well, cause, and also each employee that comes through there, like if you're working a job and you feel like you're not getting paid enough, which everyone feels like they don't get paid enough, then, I get paid fine. then they're going to be hoping 
uh, for an opportunity to make more money or to whatever, fulfill whatever need, either more money or just more, uh, just a, be- a job they enjoy more. Or steal cigarettes off the shelf and, and sell them to their friends. Yeah, and if they're staying at the job just because they see it as an opportunity to steal, well, you know... Those people should be fired, of course. But the, <laughs> so, but when when a person feels like they're getting, uh, you know, paid poorly, they're more likely to do something to even the score. Um, I mean, I'm not saying mm-hmm. that stealing's okay, but I am saying that people, people respond that, to incentives. People that pay their employees right. well tend to uh, create loyalties in the, those employees. People that are loyal tend not to steal. Most people feel like they should be getting paid more. I think if you did a survey, most people would say, "Oh, I don't get paid enough." No. I think that's true, and I think that that's you know applying to people with jobs. Mark, you don't really have a job. You kind of are, you own your own business essentially. And it's sort of a different mindset in the, in the beginning. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Hour two's next. You can bring up what you want. It's Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. The toll-free number here is 855-453-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. You are invited to our website over at freetalklive.com. You can actually control the content of the site. You may submit things to it. Stuff you find online you think is interesting, you'd like to share with other listeners. You submit it as show prep, and then others get to vote on whether they like or dislike it. The most liked make it to the front page and the top of the site. So head over there and get interactive at freetalklive.com. Coming up here tonight, uh, it is uh, 10 Ways to Forgive the Person You Want to Kill. We'll get into that here. But first, Allie wanted to share with us a story about... Toilet paper. Apparently, it's been wiped out. Ah. (laughs) That wasn't my joke. I think it's the headline of the article. (laughs) Yeah. This is from MSNBC.com. Budget spat wipes out toilet paper supplies in New Jersey's capital city. A budget battle in New Jersey's capital city has some extremely unpleasant fallout, including a toilet paper shortage at the police headquarters, fire stations, senior centers, and municipal offices. It's really serious right now, said Lauren Ira, <laughs> spokeswoman for the city administrator Sounds of like Trenton, it. said on Tuesday. Supplies have been dwindling down for, to almost nothing in the months since a spending fight broke out among the city council in November over $42,000 spending request for a year's supply of paper products, including toilet paper. Wow. I'm embarrassed, said council president Kathy McBride. I'm a little disgusted and I feel we're doing an injustice to the residents of the city and the employees. Does... Forty-two thousand dollars sounds like a lot. Like a lot. For, sounds like an awful. Now, what's the city again? I don't know what the. the is that all the pa- paper products for the That's whole year said. for one city? Yeah, but which city is it? Again? Trenton, New Jersey. Trenton's a big place. 
Yeah, yeah. And you're going to consider that this isn't just toilet paper. It's uh, hand paper towels, towels, too. Uh, you know, I could be a variety of other things that I'm not entirely uh, clear but on. But surely they're spending too much. I mean, this is the government that we're talking about here. People, t- This is the tragedy of the commons when you're dealing with public bathrooms, especially ones run by the government, is that you tend to see, you know, public bathrooms in general tend More to be waste. less than pleasant places. Right. Um, that's why they put in those hand, you know, those those air hand things is because people will take whole handfuls of paper towels, you know, dry Sure. their hands on them briefly and then toss them in the garbage. But I find that I need two paper towels to get my hands dry. I mean, I'd like to be able to do it on one. I assume I, I have smaller ones because other people have smaller hands. My son Jack only needs one paper towel. He uses it poorly. I have to kind of show him how to, to properly use mm-hmm. a paper towel. But, uh, you know, I, I need two. Right. Well, you know, and imagine, I wonder if since this budget thing, this whole argument over the budget has broken out and they decided to cut the paper budget, if people have tried to prove a cut point by, by uh, using extra paper so that like when they run out, they're like, hey, look what happens when you cut our budget. You can't do that again. Could be. You, I don't you know. Never, you never know. So it's like the kid holding their, their breath, essentially. And certainly this will happen in uh, you know, circumstances where folks are trying to prove a point. So there was some kind of disagreement over whether or not they should spend this this amount of money, and that's why they kind of got came to this impasse. Right. I guess the city council voted to not to like cut the budget for paper products, and now paper and toilet paper dispensers in the city senior centers, police department, fire department, museum, water filtration plant, and city hall aren't expected to last through the week. So oh imagine if you went to city hall for a meeting and you went to the you had to go Bring to the bathroom. Own. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, having those uh, hand dryers on the wall is about the same as not having paper towels at all a lot of times. But it's so. not like they're bidet toilets. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, that's bad. I guess wow. I was stuck on hand towels. And I'd like to say that I don't know about Trenton, New Jersey, but every government building I've ever been in has the worst toilet paper. That like, uh, single ply that you can practically see through, and yeah. it looks like it's made out of like a fine grain right. sandpaper. It barely exists, and it, you, you know you do have to pull a bunch of it off the roll to sure. get a decent wipe, where you're not poking something through to get the you know <laughs> to not get less you know any more news. graphic. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I actually had better toilet paper in jail than they have in the courthouse. Like, oh yeah, I wonder about the the uh, prisoners of this place if they're. It didn't mention them. So maybe the that it may be the county that's, okay. uh, that's doing the prison there. Usually it's the prison or the jail, rather, is run by the counties. But the cops do have usually holding cells at which uh, there would be True, it could affect kind of, city holding cells. Um, and there's – I can tell you that uh, the prison I was at, there were different levels of toilet paper for sort of different uh, – Really? Yeah, d- ranks of individuals. You get, privileged, you get privileged toilet paper? Not the inmates. At no point do they get the privileged toilet paper. Oh, but man. different staffing areas have better <laughs> toilet paper than others. And, of course, inmates work in those staffing areas. And those inmates will take those that toilet paper and then they will use it as a commod- trading commodity <laughs> out of the compound. And, you know, it was it – was, it was, yeah, it was real. <laughs> I, I that's hilarious. People trading sheets of toilet paper. Not sheets, rolls. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Give you three sheets for no. for that. Okay. One one eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. I've seen them go for as much as a pack of cigarettes though. I mean a roll of toilet a paper. A roll of toilet paper. That's yeah, pretty serious. I think what's really funny about this is that they're probably right now violating their own health co- codes in their own buildings. Oh yeah, but that's that's okay. They can waive their their health codes for them. I just think it's ironic, I guess. Yeah, nobody's going to hold them to account.
yeah, what do you do about this? I mean, this is uh, one of those things where, well, hey, the government's... Once you put the government in charge of something, you put bureaucrats in charge of something, then they're going to use it as a hostage situation when they're right. doing negotiations. Look, we're the most important people around here, and we need this money. You cannot cut off one red cent from us, or you're bad and wrong and will hold out. I mean, yeah. the only way you handle this is you fire everybody in the fire department and say, hey... <laughs> We're going to we're going to have private private fire services here in Trenton, but you can't do it because, you know, there'll be all kinds of problems, unions and all those things. I don't even know that it's necessary. I think a lot of times uh, the state will misallocate resources to the extent that employees of the state often do have to go out and buy their own equipment. Like I know teachers a lot of times complain about how they have to go buy their own chalk and how it's really bad. And I'm just you know, when you look at the numbers for their budget, and you're like, how could they not account for chalk in this huge. huge budget? $14,000 per pupil is what they spend around here. Yeah, so the teachers don't really have control of, you know, no. the budget too much. They just kind of, a little bit victims to their situation. To yep. some extent, that $14,000 number, uh, you know, the, the system has learned how to work itself, and it has come up with kids that have quote-unquote learning disabilities that don't really have learning disabilities that would have been considered normal 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. Those kids will get programs that cost significantly more and a lot more uh, attention. And so it's uh, they found out ways to force through the budget and – uh, you know the teachers the less money is being spent on the av- on the average student uh, you know per average it's 14,000 but the the average student really isn't getting 14,000 spent on them this is this whole situation with the toilet paper and the paper products in uh, Trenton is very similar to a lot of the kind of budget impasse drama that has happened over the last couple of decades although it's never been this shall we say personal uh, usually they, you know, when they come to one of these budget impasses and they can't agree on next year's budget, uh, and they, you know, they just can't pass it for whatever reason, someone's holding out, they'll, they'll then shut down the government and they'll make a big play of how, well, we're shutting down things like parks and we're shutting down other very important, you know, we're going to have to lose the ambulance service next. I mean, they'll, they'll really kind of throw out there that, oh no, if, if you don't, if we don't come to an agreement on the budget that we're all, all these, die. all these necessary government Government services are going to go away, and right. please be so afraid of this happening because we want you to believe in us. We want you to believe that you need us, and now it's come down to the point where they're threatening people over not being able to use the bathroom in government buildings, <laughs> and they're suggesting that you know this is the important issue uh, upon which the you know the budget process is uh, is turning. Well, that's not why. Um, as believers in liberty, we need to point out that private interests would never allow this to happen. They would never just, you know, I've worked, I, I can't imagine anywhere I, I'm, I've ever worked and I've never worked for the government, um, just deciding that none of their customers can have toilet paper because things are just too tight. No, they're not going to do that to their customers. It's true. There are some places where they do lock down the bathrooms, but, and they only allow customers into the bathrooms. Uh, so, like, for instance, in cities, you try to walk into a McDonald's if you're in an urban district. In a lot of cases, they're going to say you can't use the bathroom unless you buy something, which isn't unreasonable because they don't want some, you know, homeless person going in there, peeing all, peeing all over the place and, uh, you know, grabbing all the paper towels or taking a shower or in a sink or whatever. So that that makes sense. It makes them feel like they have some level of control. 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number here. And you can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Maybe you are... Uh, there in the Trenton area, and you can give us a toilet paper sit rep. 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You take control. It is Free Talk Live.
Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations coast to coast. We've been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our more than 100 radio stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. Take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We'll give you the features there. They are for free, including the shrine of female listeners. Dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing their listeners of this program. You can go to shrine.freetalklive.com. If you're a lady listener, get details on how to be on the shrine there. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Sound wisdom at freetalklivesolar.com will create for you a, uh, a solar backup system that can take off the grid some uh, you know necessary items. And not only will you have them in an emergency, but they'll not be drawing power the rest of the time, too. So the, the system will begin to pay for itself immediately, unlike a backup system that you just need in emergencies. Certainly need a backup system in emergencies, but... Be nice if it would uh, be paying for itself too. This system is also expandable to handle water, power, whatever, water, air, whatever kind of uh, power you want to put on it. Of course, it comes with solar panels. Go find out more at freetalklivesolar.com. It's freetalklivesolar.com. All right, so our toll-free number again here, 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And, of course, you can bring up anything that you want. Still to come here tonight, uh, Mark, I know you wanted to update us on Afghanistan. I guess George Clooney's been arrested. Yes, that's correct. Apparently. Now, I mean, that's unusual to have a Hollywood star be arrested for something that's not like drug possession. Civil, civil disobedience, yeah. Or beating on someone. What did he do? Well, he was. Um, let me read the story here to you real quick. It's from the BBC. It's George Clooney's been arrested for civil disobedience during a demonstration outside of Sudan's embassy in Washington, D.C. today. The actor was taking part in a protest to warn of a humanitarian crisis in the volatile border area between Sudan and South Sudan. He was detained alongside his father, Nick. Both have been uh, released after paying a bail of $100. George Clooney has a, has, is, is, keen, uh, is a keen Sudan activist and has visited the area several times. Hmm. South Sudan celebrated its independence from Sudan in 2011. But they seceded. Yes. Yeah. Uh, relations have been between the two neighbors have worsened since then. The country is uh, one of the poorest regions and has hardly any roads, railways, schools or clinics as a result of two decades of conflict leading up to the independence of Sudan in July 2011. I know what will solve it. The U.S. military should invade and then they can build them all new roads and build them all new hospitals and schools just like they've done in Afghanistan. It's paradise there now. Yeah, right. So you haven't heard? Not I heard the for other the night on, uh, they, heard, they want the United States out as badly as they possibly can. Apparently, all the free crap they get isn't worth all the dead bodies that they get. Well, according to the guy on uh, the Wall Street Journal show uh, the other night, I, I heard him saying that uh, apparently everything's great in Afghanistan. He couldn't understand why it was. They that, probably have a lot more, a lot of buildings the United States has built for them. But don't forget, there's a lot of things that have been destroyed as a result of war too. I've seen uh, pictures of Kabul 20 years ago versus today, and you know it's not so pretty. And there's a lot of temples and really, really old buildings that 
people consider to be sacred uh, have been blown up there, too. So even if you build like a fancy new building in its place to some people, that doesn't mean anything. Mm -hmm. And the Taliban right. was blowing up uh, temples and, and sacred places, too, Obviously, prior to that. I was being facetious, True. but uh, little little good does a new school do if your children are dead? Or similarly, uh, you know, what good does a new building or hospital do if your mom was destroyed in a bomb blast in their home? Or some crazed gunman comes in from the military and just starts shooting people in the streets? Or some of the girls in your area have been you know, raped or, you know, whatever. They have all kinds of stories. When the United States, the United, we over here hear about one of these things and then it drifts out of the news and it's gone again. Mm -hmm. But... Over there, these are important stories to them. This, you know, solidifies that whole great Satan story that they've got going. So, you know, you can say whatever you want about all the good things the United States has done for Afghanistan, but the fact is, the Afghanis want you out, and the Iraqis wanted us out, and there's a reason they wanted us out. You better believe that those kind of stories were being told about, you know, Americans having that kind of thing happen to them by any other soldiers from a foreign land. People would be freaking out here. Oh, sure. Yeah, it'd be a big deal. So anyway, speaking to the reporters following his release, Clooney said his key concern was for the fate of those in the region. Best estimate is tens of thousands of people are going to die from starvation. And it isn't famine. It's man-made tragedy by the government of... Uh, Cartum, who's uh, to get these people to leave. You know, if you're a, uh, accomplishing anything, we hope it helps. Uh, we never know if we're accomplishing anything. The actor said the arrest was his first, but added, let's oh, hope wow. it's my last. What so, was he doing at the time he was arrested? He crossed a, a picket line, essentially, into uh -huh. the, the region of the Sudan's embassy. Uh, so, you know. That's that's what so, happened. So D.C. cops picked him up. For he that. had uh, apparently had a meeting with uh, Barack Obama the day before. Uh, Clooney's arrest comes a day after he met uh, President Barack Obama at the White House to discuss the Sudan situation. Ahead of the rally, he said he thought the president was very engaged in the issue of, the, um, of Sudan. And uh, apparently there were other luminaries on site, including uh, Martin Luther King III, son of the civil rights leader, Massachusetts Democratic Congressman Jim mm, okay. McGovern, uh, Virginia Democratic Whoever. Congressman Jim Moran. 855-450-FREE. Right. Uh, um, that's the toll-free number here. Of course, you can bring up what you want. I mean, that's it. That's interesting that uh, somebody would put themselves on the line who has so much to lose and, and be arrested. Yeah. You know, I mean, I love, I love it when people stand up for what they believe in. I tend to shy away from the foreign uh, you know things because the United States isn't involved in the, the Sudan conflict and the reason that I think that not yet not yet and I hope that they don't is get that involved. what Clooney wants is he is he asking it's for not a... clear okay. that it, he's not asking in this article um, but you know he's talking to the president about it mm -hmm. has that sound as if the United States is going to fix that problem and I don't tend to think that they will of course not violence doesn't solve things but um, well, I mean, there, there are times when self-defense can solve, and I don't mind having somebody come to my self-defense, but the United States doesn't have a great track record of going in and fixing problems and not causing more, is my experience. But the, um, you know, at the, the same time, I don't think that the folks in Sudan, sure, sure they, some of them want help from whomever they can get it from and all that kind of thing, but I just don't think that the, the leaders, the people who are commanding the men with guns, really give a flying flip at a rolling donut what george clooney has to say and whether or not he's willing to get arrested a half a world away over their stuff you know what i mean yeah Probably he's not. willing to go there and i think it's great i mean i think he's bringing uh, attention to it but i just i don't know i mean to, to, 
civil disobedience often it can seem like it's not doing anything and i feel like the you can do the most good where you are about the issues that are well, pertain to you if i wanted to go to costa rica and fight for whatever indigenous people's rights or something like that nobody's going to care about this what they're going to perceive as a white guy coming in there and telling them how they should do things. You well, know? he's probably doing it so people back home hear about it. And yeah, I think, and I that, think that's important. I think that protesting is sort of becoming trendy. I don't mean to make protesting sound like it's uh, not valuable and everything, but I think uh, I think a lot of people will sort of get in line with a protest because, you know, maybe they want to hang out with the people or see their friends. I'm not saying that's why George Clooney's doing it, but I think that there's uh, maybe that's part of the zeitgeist you know that people are protesting more it seems you know Maybe. occupy are they? i guess yeah. occupy yeah it would be a factor there uh and mark you had made a point i think it was during one of the breaks when we were kind of talking about this about how some people would say to say me for instance uh or some of the activists around here in Keene, that you aren't focusing on the right issues you need to be focusing on international issues like the sudan or sure. terrible things you know, are happening in the sudan whatever and uh, so the, you know the, to suggest that this is the right issue but you're saying it's not uh, what is the right thing to focus on it's free talk live DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Toll-free number here, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And, of course, you can take control of the airwaves. That's why we call it Free Talk Live. You're free to call in, talk about anything. And we're live seven nights per week. Once again, head over to freetalklive.com and get interactive there. You'll find a variety of features. Archives are included going all the way back to late 2006. All of it free at freetalklive.com. If you've ever had to deal with the uh, judicial system and then just decided to take the easy way out because, well, attorneys cost too much, you should check out Jurisdictionary.com. Jurisdictionary.com is a course for people who don't have lawyers and for people who do have lawyers who need to keep an eye on what they're doing. This is what you should have learned in, uh, you know, like civics class in high school. But, you know, they don't teach you this stuff. <laughs> they don't teach you actually how to use the court, how to learn their rules, how to make motions on what grounds you uh, may object, these actual practical real-world ways to use the court system. More people use the court system. I think we would probably, uh, you know, be slowing the growth of government in in some way, shape, or form. That's my opinion. Uh, you can find the uh, the course at jurisdictionary.com. They've got all kinds of uh, free tools there for you. The course is so easy that uh, the average eighth grader could learn it in a weekend. It works for plaintiffs or defendants and civil or criminal matters and state or federal course. It costs less than an hour with any good attorney. And you can uh, go use their free tools there at jurisdictionary.com and buy the course. When you buy the course, remember when you check out to use the pull-down menu and uh, let them know you heard it from Free Talk Live. It's Jurisdictionary.com. All right. Again, our number here, 855-450-FREE. We were, we were talking about sort of foreign issues, 
uh, the question of uh, George Clooney being arrested. What was he protesting exactly? He was out in front of the Sudan uh, the killing of people in the sort of northern South Sudan and uh, um, you know South North Sudan. <laughs> right, uh, and I suppose he was trying to get. Was it the North Sudan embassy, or do they share an embassy? Was it made clear? The Sudanese. I don't imagine the South Sudanese. Uh, uh, I don't imagine they share anything, and I don't think they can afford their own embassy. Yeah. Okay. They're too new of a new of a country, having just seceded from. They the have North. not imagined to bilk enough wealth out of their uh, out of their citizenry. By the way, I was uh, when I was in New York City, and I can't remember which country it was, but it was. I. It, it's been. 10 years since this happened but i saw a you know one of those giant uh, seven series bmws very expensive car decked out in the most expensive way and it was one of these i think it was you i think it was uganda or whatever it was some war-torn pathetic poverty-stricken african country where they're um you know the, the people in their embassy are riding around in style with little flags on their yeah. bmw car and i mean i can just imagine how much money was uh you know misdirected from the poor people how many mouths of, that could could they have fed right and but no no we gotta have this nice car sure well, the bullet, well there's bulletproof glass in that car i mean we've got to got to have only the best for our dignitaries mm, indeed uh, so, you know, got back to the question of, well, what is the right thing to focus on? Because some people are going to look at George Clooney and they're going to say, well, this doesn't matter. I mean, ultimately, George Clooney, what are you going to do? Are you protesting that there's conflict over there? Do you want the government to get involved, in which case things are going to get worse? Some people look at him and say, you know, you're not really having any effect. Why did you get arrested? This was a waste of your time and effort. But uh, others would say this is very important, that international matters are, are critical, that these people are being, you know, they're, they're being hurt and there's conflict and that, you know, attention needs to be drawn to it. And if George Clooney can draw more attention to it, then that's great. I don't think there's any right or wrong answer. I think that uh, whatever it is that your cause is, whatever it is that attracts you, whatever it is that's, uh, that you think is important is what you should spend your time on. For me, I think it's more important to spend time locally. I want to do things to change where I am uh, because there are plenty of problems here. And I get it that there are problems around the world. There's no shortage of problems and challenges that the human race faces. And – you know, the, uh, there are different sorts of challenges around every issue. When George Clooney, uh, you know, operates, does, does this sort of thing, he's George Clooney for one, so he's going to bring a great deal of, of uh, you know, attention to a particular issue. Mm -hmm. If I, on the other hand, get involved in the, the, uh, the Sudan issue, and by the way, they never, they didn't invite us uh, to go to this. Uh, but if if I got involved, I don't think a lot of people would really care. And if somebody not outside of our audience, yeah, and if somebody who's just a you know average schmo gets involved, it's not like they're going to have any effect at all. And right, who are the other ten people that were arrested or whatever? I mean, well, I don't know how many people were arrested. I don't know how case. many people were arrested either. But I think that George Clooney kind of went up and got arrested on his own, from what I could see. But um, there were you know there's a crowd there. But wherever George Clooney goes and publicizes publicizes he will be, there will be a crowd. I mean. He's got it like that. If I go and I say, you know, if I say on the air I'm going to be uh, protesting at the South Sudanese or the Sudanese uh, embassy, uh, you know, on a particular day, I don't imagine I'm going to draw too darn many people in New York City. Just a guess. I'd go. Thanks. Um, oh. I'd have to give you a ride, though. <laughs> well, I assume you're paying me to come. Right. right? <laughs> just, uh, buy you lunch on the way. <laughs> Let's cut, uh, talk to Matthew on the line listening in Hartford, Connecticut. Matthew, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, hey, and uh, hey, Ellie, and Mars, how you doing? What's on your mind? Um, yeah, 
Um, I had a question. I was going to ask, uh, have any of you heard uh, whether uh, George Clooney has come out uh, in protest of the war crimes of Barack Obama? I haven't heard anything about that, and given that he was meeting with him the other day at the White House, I would say you know there's a good chance that he he likes Barack Obama, and I don't know if that means that he is trying to privately uh, counsel him and say, "Hey, you've done wrong," but it seems unlikely. I mean, would you would you want to meet with Barack Obama knowing that he's a, a war criminal? Uh, I wouldn't, and I'm I'm curious why the first uh, person that uh, he'd be interested in, you know, catching these uh, these evildoers with. Uh, is a is 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 another war uh, criminal that's uh, funded on uh, you know that uh, in an institution that's funded uh, by violence. I'm I'm wondering uh, exactly why that's who we'd go to first. Well, I think it's uh, for, to me it seems pretty clear. I think most people have a blind spot for the U.S. Uh, federal government. They, they they believe that the government is good and that yeah okay they'll make a mistake from time to time like there's that guy that shot all those innocent people recently but uh, yeah there's these mistakes here and there but overall as uh, was said on the radio I heard the other day on this this Wall Street Journal talk show this guy says uh, we're the good guys you know even though there's been millions of uh, people that have died at the hands of governments around the world and our you know the government here is no exception uh that we're the good guys is the idea and who and who doesn't want to believe that who doesn't want to believe that they're on the right team and especially right. if you voted for this person then you have even a, la- a larger blind spot well another thing to uh uh to, to sort of con- you know consider in this is the people, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, is often mm-hmm. been said. But take a look how that worked out in World War Two. You know, the United States supported Russia in the you know the largest conflict the world had ever seen. And what did it create? It created a dictator that killed more people than the dictator that they stopped. And that. And then, you know, the Cold War that went on for another 50 years or at least 40 years after that. Uh, I mean, you know, these these things have consequences. Supporting violent people has consequences. Right. Um, do you mind uh, if I put my tinfoil hat on for a second and just make a kind of kind of strange, strange suggestion here? Is there oh, Clooney is a is a professional actor. Is yeah. there any chance this could be something that is scripted? For him, and his role is to kind of be a a leader in this, you know, thing. Whatever he's doing, you know, coming on the coming on the news channels, you know, doing that. Could could this be? Could he be? Could he be? Could he be performing? I mean, I, I'm actually serious. I it's mean, a, I don't. I'm it's not an interesting that theory. I mean, it's an interesting theory. It's obviously pure speculation uh, on your part. Yeah, it but, is. It is. Yep. You know, I mean, I, I feel know. like... Could he be? Sure, he could be. I feel like when you get really famous, like George Clooney and a lot of these other um, celebrities that have gotten involved in different things, they always choose like some really poor, like polar opposite of how their life is, Part of you know, because they're very wealthy. They go to like some really poor nation and then they publicize like look how much i care about all these people that are so much less fortunate and it's sort of i think they do it for the self-promotional aspects i don't think it hurts either Uh, brad pitt did the the, uh the 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 nola thing during the hurricane and i'm you know it's it's hard to say that this isn't the the this isn't a good thing but i just wonder how do they feel over there about us telling them how they should act matthew thanks for the call appreciate hearing from you 855-453 the SACL cai toll-free line your thoughts are welcome you can bring up what you want it's free talk live 
Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. Toll free number here, 855 You take control of the airways if you like and dial in and bring up anything. one 450 Joining you here tonight, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. And we invite you online over at freetalklive.com. You, if you like the show and you like the website, you like the fact the website's free, and you can afford three bucks a month, become an amplifier. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. For the cost of a cup of coffee or a hamburger, you can help Free Talk Live get on more radio stations around the country and bring more internet listeners on board as well. Because we take that three bucks a month in, pool it together with other people's money, and we invest it into the show, advertising Free Talk Live to more radio stations and getting more internet listeners on board as well. So bringing new people to the ideas of freedom. If that's valuable to you, I think you'll get your money's worth. Plus, you get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only podcast, forum. Go to amp.freetalklive.com to get signed up. Use any major credit card through PayPal or use Visa or MasterCard on our website. Once again, that's amp.freetalklive.com. So what are the right issues for activists to focus on? George Clooney, focusing internationally. I focus locally. And I don't think there are any right or wrong issues. But some people really have strong feelings about where other people should put their activism efforts. And it's very upsetting to them. Uh, when not everyone else goes along with their plan, and this is a this is an issue that uh, that people have, and they need to get over it because the world isn't going to change to your whim. Maybe you can persuade people to join your cause if you're persuasive enough. For sure, you will. Uh, so make sure your cause is a good cause, and make sure you're persuasive about getting people on board with it. But don't stamp your feet. And pound your fists if someone says to you, you know, that's that's not important to me. I'd rather focus somewhere else. I'd rather focus on some different issue. I'd rather focus internationally in another place or would rather focus locally on something that is more important to me. Uh, because pounding your fist isn't going to get you anywhere. It's just going to make you look like a petulant, uh, spoiled child. Right. It, it especially frustrates me when people say things like, if this organization got half the money that this other more popular organization got – you know, the world would be so such a better place. And I just I think that that's not respecting people's individual choices that they make. They're very personal decisions, what organizations you support and how you spend your money and all that. So, um, yeah, people do stamp their feet when you don't support their thing that they're into. I support you being able to do whatever you want. Doesn't mean I'm going to put, put my money into it. Like somebody asked me recently if I wanted to, uh, you know, put some money into something that was going on outside of New Hampshire. And I said, yeah, not really. I only have so many dollars that I can spend and I'd rather f- spend them on if I, you know, if I can, I'd rather spend them on activism that's going on here. I'd rather promote more freedom in the Shire. That's why I moved here. Not so I could support something going on in, uh, for instance, in Arizona one eight five five four fifty free. They may be great projects, yeah. and you know, it, all that's great. But at the same time, 
what are you going to you you only have so much time you only have so much money you got to focus on what where your passion is if you're not focusing where your passion is and you're focusing where somebody else's passion is it's not going to work out you're not going to do very well and you really just you know bound binding yourself to this other person i mean really your ideas are so much better than mine get out and do them then the toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We continue here as we go to Ricky in South Carolina. Ricky, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Y'all got a great show going. Thanks. appreciate everything y'all do. Go ahead with your um, thoughts. <laughs> Real quick question for you. What is your opinion on uh, just the upcoming presidential race with Obama's strategy, with the whole Republican race, of, you know, all that good stuff coming up here in the next few months? It's about to get nasty. What's your opinion on the whole everything going on with the presidential race? I think that we're probably going to be left with between the choices of uh, two colostomy bags. Yeah, I think no, I think Obama bad. will probably be reelected, and um, I don't know. I don't want to say th- I don't want to be like all gloom and doom or anything. I just I don't know. I'm I'm sort of starting to realize how the system works, and it's it's not that I think that people want Obama to be continue to be the president for the next four years i think the system is rigged i think that if uh ron paul got the republican nomination he's the only republican that could beat obama but he's all he's also cannot get the it does not look like he can get the republican nomination through the popular vote so if he runs third party or some other powerful candidate like gary johnson runs third party likely they'll draw away the libertarians from the Republican Party, causing the Republicans and the, the the libertarian types to lose. I don't know what makes you think that libertarians are more likely to be Republican. I don't think that's true. I mean, if you look at Ron Paul, he attracts attention from all over the place. He does. So I don't know if it's, that's true at all. It just seems and I think to it, be... it plays into this uh, myth that uh, I think there's, you know, there's some evidence for in that conservative lights have sort of taken over the Libertarian Party. But there's plenty of former Libertarians out there like myself who you know, would love to see someone like Ron Paul uh, run as a Libertarian or sure. Dr. Mary Ruard or whoever yeah. that would get behind a principled liber- liberty-oriented campaign who never would have re- voted for a Republican. Right. Never would have because uh, I, you were in the Rush Club when you were younger. I wasn't. A, you know, I, I didn't used- know anything then. I, in high school, I was liberal all the way. I was like behind Obama and all that. And like since then, I'm like, oh, Ron I'm Paul's sure. I- ideas actually are more in line with how I actually feel. I'm not saying that that's not. Th- I'm not saying that that's not the case. I just think that when it comes down to it, people tend to fall in line with their party. That they tend to vote for whoever it is. That a certain amount of people that are supporting Ron Paul now would go ahead and vote for the Republican. Um, that a certain amount of the people that are supporting Ron Paul now would would abdicate from the Democrat and the Republican side. But I think that it would hurt the Republicans more. Okay. I have one last question on that. If you well, hold on. I'll minute. give you an answer before you do that, uh, Ricky. As far as the uh, presidential election is concerned, I would say that it's going to be the same thing as it was in you know 2008. If Ron Paul isn't the nominee, then it's whoever wins, we lose. Well, I'm prior military. I have. Uh, I was in eight years, and I have you know read a lot of Ron Paul's information. I have a lot of Ron Paul supporter friends. And it seems like they're very excited. They're very excited about the movement and the the excitement behind it. But it just seems like the numbers never follow the quote-unquote excitement. I'd like all three of y'all's answers on this. That's a great point. If you look at the photos of like the Ron Paul campaign meetups where they have thousands of people filling huge halls, and then they compare it to the the Santorum or the Romney, and there's like hardly anybody there, just a hundred people or something like that. Yeah, that's a good point. Like where where does all this support 
Where does it go? It, is it just like the 5,000 people that fill that hall are his only supporters and they're just his also supporters rabid? Are extraordinarily passionate. I've heard before, and I think it's a great analogy. Jim Babka from Downsize DC said it, is that his support is, um, you know, it's an inch wide and a mile deep, whereas the other candidates are a mile wide and an inch deep. Mm-hmm. The, um, the media plays Ron Paul as though he does not have a chance. And the fact is, a lot of people consider themselves informed if they watch the media. A lot of people are voting for Ron Paul, and the Republican Party does not like it, and sure. the system is rigged. I've, I've heard multiple supporters just say, I won't vote at all. And I've analyzed his military you know, strategic philosophy, and honestly, if we went with his philosophy as far as overseas spending, we would actually be a stronger nation, if you think about it, and we would be more powerful, quote-unquote. I know y'all aren't necessarily into more power and this and that, but I would agree. we would save a ton of money. We would save a ton of money. We would be, our borders would be stronger. But the Republican establishment has done a great job as far as demonizing an entire overall overseas philosophy. And I think it's just killed the entire traction. And my last question would be, do y'all think in the next 5, 10, 15 years that that movement, that more libertarian movement, will get traction without obviously just being thrown to the sidelines like everybody's crazy? It has to go somewhere. Um, so you saw in 2008 that the power uh, that the, you know that it was building. In 2012, you've seen a tremendous movement. It, you know, I don't know. Maybe in 2016, Rand Paul will win. You'll get some. You know, I mean, you're basically a a pretty good conservative type, which is what Rand appears to be compared to his father, who uh, seems to be, uh, you know, pushing the far more libertarian, you know, hardline libertarian message. Maybe Rand's undercover. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I would probably vote for him over, I certainly would vote for him over the other uh, five, four people that are running now, but um, uh, besides Ron Paul. But, you know, and if that's the case, then you'll see unless somebody's principled if they're not principled it's gonna i think everything will peter out I right mean, i don't i don't trust Rand paul the way i would like i don't know it's, it's crazy it. to say yeah i just he's not as consistent and he's too republican-y i guess if you have to say that. he panders way too much to the republican party for but me he's got to, a lot of good votes i mean he's had a lot of good votes he's done better since he's been elected than what he spoke about before he was elected I, one of the things for. i like about ron is that he'll say what i want said right and mm-hmm. I, t- I tend to think that there's not going to be any kind of uh, traction in 2016 i'd love to you know at a national level i'd love to be proven wrong about that but i think that anybody that's focusing their efforts nationally is wasting them for the most part uh ron paul's a message campaign and that is succeeding and ron a huge paul message is getting campaign. the message out about liberty and like we said before in a lot of cases once people find the ideas of liberty, it's it's hard to go back to statism. So they'll spread. People will tell their friends. Their friends will get on board. And hopefully a bunch of them will join the Free State Project when they realize there's no hope at the national level. Come here to New Hampshire and get active here so we can actually make a difference. Yes. Ricky, thanks for the call. There's more coming up here. Hour 3 is next. 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. I am so excited about Porkfest this year. Porkfest? What's that? It's the Porcupine Freedom Festival, a fun and educational camping event put on every summer by the Free State Project. This year, it's going to be happening June 18th to the 24th at Rogers Campground in Lancaster, New Hampshire. Okay, I like camping and I definitely like freedom, but my budget is tight. Tickets are only $30 for the whole week if you get them before May 1st. Well, that sounds reasonable, but what goes on there? (laughs) What doesn't go on at Porkfest? There are speakers, family fun, dance parties, karaoke, a comedy roast, hiking, campfires, sports, a wedding, and all kinds of delicious food. But the part that I like best is spending time with other people who love freedom. Mm, That's sounding pretty good to me. 
Where can I go to learn more? Check out Porkfest.com and make sure you spell pork like a porcupine. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Like what you see? Looks like a blast. Okay, I'm in. See you at Porkfest. While you're there, check out how you can become a VIP, very important porcupine, for a modest donation. See you at Porkfest. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free. 855-453 is the number here. 1-855-450-3733. And you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features there for you. Again, freetalklive.com. You may control the content of the site, submit things to it, vote on others, and the most voted up, make it to the front page and the top of the site so you can see what our listeners consider to be important and interesting in the world of uh, what's out there on the internet. So go and see for yourself and get interactive at freetalklive.com. Joining you here in the studio, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. And uh, once again, our number is 855-453-FREE. Coming up, 10 ways to forgive the person you want to kill. We'll talk about it, but first, uh, Viper is on the line. Viper, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Allie, and Mark. Hello. Hey, Viper, what's on your mind tonight? Um, I think that the time is now to begin to ask Ron Paul to run for president in 2016. How old what? is he going to be then? Like 83 or something? How old is he right now, Mark? 70, 79? I, 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 don't think, I don't appreciate that. You don't appreciate what? Your exaggeration of his age. This exaggeration? Do you I think that he's... Who is, who is, who, well, come how on. old is he? I thought who he was in his late 70s. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, who is more physically fit among all those men up there on that stage? Ron Paul, man. I don't know that I don't know that I can make that statement. I mean, you know, I think Ron that Paul he's probably he more perfect. physically fit. But well, you, you remember know, that one debate he, where he, he said he, he would buy he made public statements. Here are Ron Paul's public statements. I had some knee surgeries. I don't take medicines. And I don't have a medical record. Well, Andy challenged them to a bike ride in the have, Texas heat. I don't have physical problems. Look at Ron Paul. Come on. Look, I have and, looked at Ron and, Paul, know, and I think and you're right. Look, uh, if you give me a moment, I can agree saying, with you. My, I'm agreeing saying, with you, Viper. I'm saying that saying, uh, Ron let me, let me Paul... Let go on for about 30 more seconds, Ian. Maybe. Go ahead. LP Viper. Oh, Viper. Are you saying your own name now? Uh, yeah, that would be a name, wouldn't it? Um, Look, I was agreeing with you, Viper. I said that uh, Ron Paul challenged the other uh, candidates to a 25-mile bike ride in the Texas heat. I mean, there's no doubt that he's a very, uh, you know, he's he's well-kept for his age. Right now, he'd be the oldest person and, and elected know, the, to the office what, yet. What, what I, uh, what I want to get around to, and I'm sorry, you know, I, I, I jumped on you. I, I you know, I, I find you abrasive at times and, you know, whatever. But, hey, I just give back what you give out, man. That's all. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Um, but what I'm saying is that it, the the thing with the liberty movement now is, is, is well, not the liberty movement, but the liberty political movement is to uh, be priming up Rand Paul to replace his dad. And what I want to point out is that Rand Paul voted for sanctions on Iran, and that is wrong. Yikes. Yeah, I didn't know that. That is definitely wrong. that is why I am calling tonight to say that Ron Paul, if he will, 
You know, I, I realize he's been at it a long, long he time. Won't. And he's calling it quits, man. It. He's done. Uh, I, I, dude, I, and, but, I, and no, leave him alone. Leave it. Leave, huh? Let him. Let him enjoy the the remaining years of his life with his wife in Texas right. or wherever it is they he's, want to live. Oh, he's done right so much. It. They're right in it. They're right in it. All the family is there. They are doing this underground guerrilla delegate strategy. They're going to the convention, <laughs> and people are talking about, you know, screw Romney. I don't care if I'm committed. I'm voting for Ron Paul, and that stuff is going to happen. People are going to do that. Well, I hope they do, but I really think that I felt that a 2012 campaign, I mean, the two things that Ron Paul has to, to overcome are A, his age, and B, sadly, those uh, newsletters that he didn't write. And well, those are- I have personally talked to uh, 10 people about his age, and, you know, I'm going to segue from that because this is, is this Free Talk Live? Yep. What show did you think you called? <laughs> <laughs> you know who I am. You no. have my email address. Um, no, I don't. I mean, I know that you're a, oh, you're yeah, a you troll. Do, I know that you're a troll on the Freaking uh, blog. You're you're a pro you liberty troll. That's all I I've know about you, you, man. The, I've given you all the most personal of my my information. I I I. I don't remember. I don't remember years. any of it. That's how inconsequential you are to me. No, no, you can't remember it. it you have. A, you have the information of, of And really, many, your call hasn't been that great. Have a good night. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Sorry, I just don't, you know, he's a little too spacey. And so there you go. Call another night. I think that, you know, I think the issue of Ron Paul's age becomes is, is important to people. I mean, I've had conversations with people that said, I voted for George Bush because he's cute. I mean, <laughs> this is important I've, to people. I've heard that, too, that... People say, "Oh, I just think George Bush is so cute," and I'm. I just look at them like, "Wow, you're just so." Well, you want to stick a fork in their eye? There's no yeah. doubt about it. <laughs> but I mean, you know, the, the some people, a percentage, most presidential candidates don't win by ten percent. Five, you know, five percent would be huge if there's ten percent of the voting population that is going to vote based on what kind of suit the person wears, what kind of haircut they have, how old they are, and what they look like. Then you're going to lose if you don't have a person in a good suit with a nice haircut that looks good and is young enough. Toll free number here is eight five five four fifty free. By the way, one of the surefire ways to be taken off the air on this show is to start stamping your feet about how much airtime you get. Because, I, you know, I'm not interested in hearing that. That's not interesting radio to have somebody bitching on the air about whether or not they're going to be able to get all of their very, very important things out to us. Say what you have to say. If you've got something else you want to say, go ahead and say it. You know, that's fine, too. Uh, but to, you know, bitch and moan, is this free talk live? Shouldn't I be able to talk without being interrupted for forever? I mean, come on. It's these entitlement programs. People <sighs> think they can... Entitle themselves. I'm just kidding. I don't know. It, um, and that because I know him from you know being a troll on I, the Free Keen blog. I don't know who who it was um, specifically, but I, I have no idea. But it sounded there from for a while like he was bloviating about who he is and how important he is in your world and that kind of thing, and that doesn't. That is irrelevant to the listeners. You know, right. the tens of thousands of listeners are listening to the the hundreds radio stations of Free Talk Live is on at any given time. Absolutely, not any given time. That's exactly right. Free Talk Live has a hundred radio stations. We are on, however many we're on at any dozens time. at any point in time. How about that? Yeah. 
Uh, so again, eight five five four fifty free is the number. Uh, you can bring up what you want here. Ron Paul born in nineteen thirty five, which in two thousand and fifteen he should be eighty. That would make okay. him two thousand and sixteen eighty one. When he took office, he would be preparing to turn eighty. Two that year. Um, that would make him 86 when he left office. I love Ron Paul, and I'm glad that he's done everything no, he's done. And, and Ali, as you pointed out, he's done a lot over the last few decades right. of his political career. Reached millions and millions of hearts and minds. Yeah. Let no. the guy, leave him alone. Stop begging him to keep running. He, He's our last hope. Give him, give him a break. Let him have the rest of his life. He is not our last hope. He <laughs> is certainly, you know, if you, if you want to use a biblical reference, and I've got lots of problems with the general name Moses, but, um, you know, he's like Moses in the promised land. He's, he's, you know, managed to lead this movement to some extent or another. The movement has pushed him forward as the leader for right. some period of time. And, you know, somebody's going to, somebody else is going to pick up the mantle and have do some other great stuff and more than one person and you know things will be fine don't worry right we don't need a charismatic leader who's constantly being fawned over every single election season having multiple people would be more useful and of course focusing locally on one geographic area is also a useful idea and i love the delegate strategy that ron paul has i love it i I sincerely hope that they manage to pull it off in the republican convention if it's a problem the way that the republican uh you know delegate strategy uh, setup works that's their problem not ron paul's he's using the system as it's set up and i don't have a problem with it if he manages to get the nom- nomination by hook or crook i could care less i think he's the only one who could beat barack obama how about uh that napolitano judgment napolitano he might make a nice candidate i like him personally i think that um you know i, I think he's got he, the chops he'll, he'll wear the suit uh he's not particularly tall um you know i mean uh, the I, I don't know if the if, I don't know if he's got that the quote unquote presidential look, but he's got a lot of airtime on television. I'm glad Ron Paul's out there doing what he's doing, but you know the fact is he's a little spacey in his old age. Sometimes it's hard for him to get you know coherent sentences. Sometimes out. he's on, sometimes he's off. Sometimes well, he's right. anybody giving speeches is. <laughs> and no doubt when you're slack when you're you know at a lack of sleep because you're constantly going to presidential events. I mean it's a tough schedule too. It's very demanding. But the fact is younger people can handle it better. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks, and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want. Toll-free number here, 855-453. SACL CAI toll-free line. And speaking of SACL CAI, tell me about it. SACL CAI is a company that handles accounts receivable. They can do it for your business. Uh, the One of the owners over there, SACL, excuse me, at SACL CAI is uh, Jason Osborne. He's a big supporter of Liberty, big supporter of Free Talk Live, puts his money where his mouth is, and he's the kind of guy that you'd be happy to do business with. SACL CAI, you can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. If you have troubles with, uh, with I don't know, handling the arduous and vexing task of collections, then SACL CAI can do it in a manner that will uh, you'll be happy with. SACL CAI. See their banner at freetalklive.com. To the phones and the fun. Let's talk to Cindy in South Beach. Cindy, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, hi, uh, Ian. Hey, yeah. Cindy. What's on your mind tonight? You know, I'm very sad that we can't have any traction, like you use the word, in the liberty movement. I think we all need a big spark. 
whole nation needs a big spark. Very depressed place we have here. There's so many people who've woken up, but they're depressed. Sure. And I think Ron Paul has to run as a third-party candidate. I think if there's a petition online, if you go to Daily Paul, not sure the name of the website. It's That's something, it. DailyPaul.com. But Daily Paul, and then you click down, you have to find it. If you go to this other website where there's a petition, if he can get on the Constitution Party, the the, the I don't know the Libertarian Party, even even running with someone like Nader, get on the Green Party, and you know two old nesters, two wise men, run together, make peace, and have an intellectual. We need we need intellectual uh, what do you call it? understanding what it means to to have a, a future in this country for the for our environment. And, Cindy, I completely agree with you. I think that Ron Paul should run third party if he doesn't get the Republican nomination. If he's planning on not coming back around, uh, that, you know, not running again under a Republican ticket, not going for any more political office in the future, then this should be his last blast. This should be the, you know, all, blow out all the stops, do whatever you can to make as big as a splash as you possibly can. And I agree with you, you know, team up with the, the whatever third party will take him. And uh, I agree. I mean, I just don't. I. Maybe he could get endorsements from more than one third party. That'd be pretty It'd be cool. amazing to me if a third party candidate managed to take the office. The, oh, the political probably won't happen, machine but. that is the Republicans and the Democrats and how they work together, it seems... It would be amazing, Mark. I think the Republicans would prefer to have Barack Obama in office than Ron Paul win Some as of a them third. would. Some, Some of them, them have said that. Yeah. Cindy? Yeah, I just want to say his strength is an independent, free-thinking, independent people, and plus... You look at this: ten percent Republican, ten percent Democrat, and, uh, and ninety-five percent of Independent. It's possible when when Paul head head with Obama, he gets very close to winning. So, could you imagine Mitt Romney pulling a lot of the votes away? He might have some chance. <laughs> Cindy, thanks for the call and the thoughts tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at eight five five four fifty free. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. The one thing Ron Paul will have going for him if he does the third-party run, and he didn't do it in 2008. There's no real indicator that he intends to do it this time around. Uh, but if he does do it... Well, he one, won't deny that he's going to do it uh, or not do it. He did the same thing in 2008. He said the same thing when he was asked about a third-party run. He wouldn't, hard, But that doesn't mean anything. He wouldn't say yay or nay on it. Uh, he said he didn't intend he to. Shouldn't. And he didn't. Uh, and this time around, whether he does or not, some some would suggest that he won't do it because it'll somehow hurt Rand Paul's political aspirations in the future of the Republican Party if Ron Paul does run third party and that he'll he'll not do it because he wants to protect his son. I don't buy that. I don't think he is like more worried about his son's political career than his own whatever incentives, whatever he feels is right. I think that's what he's going to do. I, I don't either. I mean, I don't know Ron Paul well enough to say one way or the other, but that's what some people have said, right, as to why he won't run third party. But the reason to run third party is to keep the momentum going. I mean, by the time he gets around to the uh, the convention, there's still going to be a lot of, uh, you know, talk about Ron Paul. There's He's still going to be on the campaign trail. He's still going to be stirring up the crowds. So why would he want to stop that? If it's his goal to get the ideas of liberty out, he can still do that as a third-party candidate. I mean, right now, they're basically treating him like a third-party candidate. Yeah. They're ignoring him. They, uh, NBC just pulled their reporter away from, or was it CBS or one of those guys, just pulled their uh, embedded reporter out from his campaign, and they're are they barely still, reporting Are they on still him. reporting on Gingrich? I mean, talk about irrelevant. 
I don't know, Mark. I don't pay any attention to those other candidates, so I wouldn't know. But I do know that uh, the one thing that will set him apart from all the prior libertarian candidates that have come about in the last, you know, my life, my adult lifetime, is that he's Ron Paul. And so it'll be more difficult for him to be ignored. Like before Ron Paul, you know, there were candidates for the Libertarian Party uh, in 2000, 2004, and prior to that, these guys have always been marginalized as much as possible. They get the occasional interview on C-SPAN or whatever, uh, <laughs> maybe get two minutes on uh, a, a major news channel once in a blue Doesn't moon. Doesn't C-SPAN put on the, uh, the, the, the third, third party, party de- debates, debates? Yeah, which are usually very interesting and worth watching, uh, but unlike the regular debates. Which is just a bunch of crap. Yeah, so Ron Paul would would be the biggest third-party campaign you've ever seen, and so it would be much harder for them to ignore him in a third-party role. I hope he does run third-party. You think party. he'd be bigger than Perot or Anderson? I think Ron Paul could be bigger than Perot, yeah. I think so. I, I feel like he could, but you know, it's a it's a big statement, right? Toll free numbers eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CA SACL CAI toll free line. Matt is in Indianapolis, listening to WXNT. Hello, Matt. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, I just have a question for you guys. Have you been briefed on anything about the universal or unilateral pricing that Samsung and Sony are doing on their television? Tell me more. I've, I'm not. <laughs> Nobody briefs okay, us uh, on anything. <laughs> sorry, man. I just, uh, I'm just curious if you've seen anything online about it, but uh, what they're doing, I think it's price fixing, but I don't know how that would fall in line. But uh, they're not allowing any retailers online or in actual stores to change the pricing. It's got to be no they go. It's got to be the same. You're saying that so manufacturers, uh, they're not having a suggested retail price like most manufacturers yeah. do. You're saying the manufacturer's mandatory retail price? Yep, absolutely. They're taking away the suggested or the MVP pricing, which was uh, the advertised pricing. They're getting rid of that. They're going to a unilateral pricing uh, form, basically, where everybody has to sell things at the exact same price. So and you're saying this is Sony and Samsung and doing this? Uh, so far, Sony and Samsung have both tied into it. Um, I think I've heard LG, but I'm not 100% sure on that yet. But I, I work at a retailer that sells these products. Mm-hmm. So I've kind of known about it for a few weeks. But I'm just curious as to how consumers would take that. Do you, you know, work at a retailer with blue-shirted uh, <laughs> no, employees? not at all. Not anymore. It's, it's a local one that's from the Indianapolis area that's going uh, going east. We haven't made it to you yet. But it's, gotcha. Uh, I did work at the, the uh, Big Blue Box at one point. Interesting. Uh, so... I think it's a bad choice on their part. I mean, I you yeah, know, I think that the the other uh, you know manufacturer is going to eat their lunch, but that's just my opinion. Well, right, giving uh, retailers a you know leeway to set their own prices based on how much money they want to make on your product is uh, is pretty important. You're saying they're coming in your your store is buying it at some set wholesale price, and they're locking you into the retail price. Exactly, and they dictate who puts things on sale, so we can't make any judgment calls on our end. And then I work at a store that is still actually commission-based, and we can't make any kind of negotiation prices. We can't change anything at all. If we uh, break their rules, they're going to either change how much they sell their products to us. I think it's unfortunate. What I what I hope happens out of all this is that an underbrand will uh, will you know use this as an opportunity to allow its stores to compete and to negotiate on price and and therefore sell more TV sets as a result of that and undercut their brands. Somebody's going to see. Basically, they're too big for their britches at this point. Uh, thanks, Matt, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Keep us in the loop. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, consider Keene. Civil disobedience, politics, media, outreach, and social events. Keene has it all. Get connected with video, audio, our forum, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. 
CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com, and you can enjoy the features there. Once again, freetalklive.com, and the features include our news updates. Get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. You can follow us via email, Twitter, Facebook, whichever works best for you. Go to news.freetalklive.com to get signed up. Bitcoins are the world's first potentially anonymous digital cash. With Bitcoins, there are no contracts to sign or terms of service to abide by. Anyone can download the free Bitcoin software and be using them in just a few minutes. With Bitcoins, you can send and receive money anywhere in the world without needing permission from any bank or government. To learn how, visit WeUseCoins.org. It's WeUseCoins.org. And now, thanks to BitInstant.com, you can have Bitcoins in less than an hour by depositing cash at any major bank. Buy your Bitcoins with cash from bitinstant.com. All right, toll-free number here again, 855-450-FREE. Right back into your phone calls. Alex, in California, you're on Free Talk Live. Alex? Hey, so, uh, yeah. So yesterday I heard you guys wanted some uh, callers, so I decided to call in. Well, it's an open phones uh, talk show, Alex. I mean, we're always interested in having people call in. But hopefully you called in for a reason, so go ahead. Yeah, I call it versus a reason. Can I just make a bold statement? Bold, bold away. statement? Yeah. <laughs> Get your finger uh, on the dump button, like Ian. Two, I don't like the two-party system. You, would you agree with that? Welcome to the club. Yeah, it's, it's not bold. Yeah. Most Americans would say that. <laughs> yeah. Because I, 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 I'm young, I'm 17, and a lot of my friends, they, they think it's like one way or the other. They're very minded, you know? Sure. Oh, I know it well. Yeah, so I don't get why why we can't get you know third parties to win or you know to get. Um, oh, the oh I can house. explain that. Uh, yeah, that's uh, easy. <laughs> so okay, so the reason why third parties can't win is because the two party system is well, it's very insulated. I mean, they have set it up. The Republicans and Democrats have uh, set the rules to be ultra difficult to uh, to surpass as a third party. They make it very difficult, number one, to even get your candidate on the ballot. Uh, number two, they make it very difficult for your candidate if it does, if the candidate is actually on the ballot in enough states to theoretically win, then they make it very difficult for that candidate to participate in any sort of national debate formats, which is something that they changed after the Ross Perot candidate uh, in the early 1990s who made a huge splash when they didn't have those rules, uh, the same rules in place. They said, whoa, we can't have this happen anymore and they made it uh, next to impossible for third-party candidates to actually get in and and essentially play ball on the same level uh, playing field as the establishment candidates so basically the deck is completely stacked against any third-party candidates right and that's probably why paul isn't doing so well right now right well, no, Ron Paul's not. Party no, no, I mean, Ron Paul's not a third-party candate yet. He's still a Republican candate, right? And, uh, the but the reason- incentive structure that doesn't allow third parties to get in as easily is the same. Yeah, it's the same reason why Ron Paul is not getting the same it's- coverage in the media and all that. Yes, I would say. Right. Yeah, and that's why he's running on the on the Republican because otherwise he wouldn't get enough attention. Right. Precisely. 
yeah, he's able to get more attention yeah. because he's running as a Republican. Uh, and, of course, he's been a Republican when he's been in office, so it makes sense for him to do that. He's, uh, he's an unusual character, and so he gets some extra attention because of that, but it also gives them reason to brush him aside and say, well, this guy's not – you know, he's not a real candidate. He's not a warmonger like the rest of the Republicans. And so, you know, for whatever reason, the media ignores him. Some would say it's a big conspiracy, you know, kind of instigated from the top levels of the media by people like Rupert Murdoch and all that. I don't know what truth there is to that. But either way, uh, the fact is they want to sh- they want to sideline him as much as possible. But I think it's funny, though, because I remember, if I remember right, I think libertarianism was always part of the Republican Party. And now they're nope. trying to fight it out. I mean, wasn't it? No, I, not, you know, not really. Yeah, I think that, you know, the people who libertarianism draws people from different sides. Um, you know, certainly there's been a libertarian wing of the Republican Party, if you use the right. broad term of libertarianism. But there have been people there are people who are very concerned about human rights issues and uh, civil liberties right. on yeah, the, yeah. the left. And these are issues that the libertarians are just as concerned with. Yeah, the, uh, right. liberal yeah. used to mean basically libertarian. And so now. People that still want to use liberal have to call themselves classical liberals, which effectively means libertarian. That's that's a good point. If you dig into the history of the word liberal, that is the more accurate term for libertarian. It would, prior to the term libertarian, that's what liberal was. Um, but again, okay. not, to, not to say that libertarians are more liberal than they are conservative or anything like that. Uh, liberty-minded people believe that you should be free to live your life how you want as long as you don't harm exactly. anyone else. And people in the conservative uh, – or people in the Republican and Democrat parties don't agree with that. They believe that they know how best how to run your life on different issues. Yeah, if the Republicans want to run your personal life and then the Democrats – economic life. Right? That's a generally accurate statement. No, but, Republicans want yeah. to run your economic life, too. Right. When you drill down, it becomes... <laughs> it, well, right. When you drill down, it becomes true that Republicans want to run your economic life and the Democrats also want to run your personal life because you look at, like, Hillary Clinton. Uh, she wants to ban violence in video games. Uh, and, of course, the Republicans right. are stealing all kinds of money for their warmongering efforts. So, really, there's not a dime's worth of difference between uh, the two parties, which is why Ron Paul is so outstanding. Maybe a dime, but certainly not a quarter. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I think they're two sides of the same bill. Exactly. So have we answered your question? Yeah, I, yeah. thanks for being easy on me. It's the first time I called in. So uh, thanks a lot, you guys. Well, thanks for being nice and not accusing us of uh, being mean and uh, you know, d- demanding and pounding your fists like uh, someone did earlier. <laughs> generally, you, get, yeah. back, generally no you get back from this show what you put into it to some extent. I think you know, we try to be nice to people that are being nasty with us, but I can only take it so long. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, thanks. I learned a lot, too. So, Well, keep listening. Glad you're out there. Don't hesitate to call back with anything else you got on your mind. And thanks, Alex, for the call tonight. 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number. So I want to put a finer point on what you had said about the two-party system. I will agree with you that two parties have worked in order to uh, not have a third party give them trouble. If there's one thing that Republicans and Democrats can agree on is that they don't want you to have a choice between Republic- uh, other than Republicans and Democrats. That's correct. But... The fact is that the system that was set up by our flawless founding fathers and the creation of the document that was handed down to Moses called the Constitution, brought down from um, you know Mount Vernon uh, and handed to George Washington upon uh, bended knee, uh, this document that was is supposed to be perfect created the two-party system because you can't – it's a 50 percent plus one wins, which means that – it's going that one party is going to try to put together as many people as possible in under its big tent in order to have as many votes as possible. And that way, 
you know, they have a better chance of winning. It just incentivizes this whole, you know, 50% plus one, you win. Now, if they had a different voting system, of course, you can't do this because it's impossible to change the Constitution. But if they had this, what is it called, this tiered voting where you vote for candidates sort of as your favorite, one, two, three, four, five, and you can't... Uh, instant runoff? Yeah, instant runoff There's voting. different types. There are different types. But this, you get one vote per person for one candidate and that and the candidate that gets 50% plus one of the votes that just basically creates a two-party system. Now, it incentivizes, I guess I should say. Because there used to be three parties, like the Whigs, and I, I remember the Whigs, but they were like... All- the Democratic-Republicans uh, split, and there really weren't three parties for very long. It's okay. always been basically a two-party system. It has been different parties, um, you know, but not since... Well, you don't need 50% to win, early you just need the century. plurality to win. So if the other parties were popular enough and their candidates were given enough attention, in theory, you know, if it was a three-way race, you'd only need 31% that much or 34% true. to it's win. It's true, but it incentivizes a two-party system. It doesn't mandate a two-party system. It simply incentivizes. Then the two parties get in power for more than a, close to 200 years, and they make it more and more and more difficult for the third party to happen. You, right. You know, the first is what I'm talking about. Second is what you explained is basically what I'm saying. I see where you're coming from. And you're right. Uh, Over the years, the regulations have piled on to make it much more difficult for these folks. And the just the ballot access requirements alone are incredibly difficult. As uh, you know, speaking to the fact that uh, Santorum and Gingrich, uh, you know, basically their home state of Virginia, they weren't on the ballot. That's right. They didn't make it in there. And, you know, it shows how difficult it is even for Republicans. Toll free number (laughs) 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. In a lot of these cases, you've got to rack up all kinds of signatures, like thousands upon thousands of signatures. Yes. And you've got to pay money. Thousands upon thousands of dollars. It's very difficult. 855-450-FREE. The fact that the Libertarian Party's managed to pull it off has been pretty amazing over the years. This is Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain. Enough time for you and your thoughts if you make the call now to 855-453. That's toll-free. 1-855-450-3733. And here tonight, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. Inviting you to our website at freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then promote the show. You may do that by going to promote.freetalklive.com. There are different things there that you can do. For instance, maybe get a free bumper sticker. Or perhaps you would like a web banner, a graphic that you can use maybe to put up on your website or get a high-res graphic, make your own T-shirt with it or something like that. You can do that stuff. We give you the tools that are necessary over at uh, promote.freetalklive.com. That's promote.freetalklive.com. As we continue with your phone calls, John in Huntsville, Alabama, listening to WBHP. Hey, John. Hey, how's it going, guys? What's on your mind tonight? Well, I have, a, I have several friends who could consider themselves, you know, libertarians, strict libertarians, and they all view the Constitution as kind of a, a foundation, a, a foundational document. They're all constitutionalists. And I heard you guys joking around just a little while ago about the 
Constitution. And I wasn't sure if you were saying that libertarians don't look at the Constitution as, as, as a foundational document for libertarianism, or, or do they? I don't think that you could say, you know, what a libertarian does, but I would say that, um, you know, there are different factions within the, uh, the sort of the liberty-oriented community. Uh, I used to be one of these people that, uh, you know, really believed that the Constitution was this uh, very important document and that we Americans had failed it somehow. Um, and then I realized it's a piece of paper. And, you know, Lysander Spooner, who's uh, certainly a an important figure in historically in the liberty, uh, you know, in libertarian-type history – said that uh, the document was either complicit in the tyranny that they had in 1870 or powerless to stop it. Which of those would you say it's true? Well, I, I would disagree with both. I would, say it, it, I would say it sets forth the institutions under which we're going to preserve our liberty, which to me is, is you know, you, you can take it in the kind. You can try to put it in a modern context and say it's irrelevant because it was just uh, I mean, look at these guys. They were slaveholders. They were this. They were that. But it stood the test of time, and it provides the institutions which should be. They are not, but they should be guaranteeing our liberties, such as. Uh, but they haven't. Know, they haven't been effective well. at it. They obviously they didn't use whatever. If somehow you could write a document that could preserve liberty for people in a certain geographical location, then even if that's possible, this document obviously didn't say whatever magic words that would make that occur. Well, our court system used this document to, to guarantee voting rights uh, for a segment of our population that was denied of it. So, I mean, I don't see how you can say that it's failed or that it doesn't do its job. It doesn't do it well uh, all the time, but it's always, it's always Wait a minute. Died. Look around you, man. You've got a $3 trillion, $5 trillion, how many trillion dollar federal government now? You've got – you talk about the court system. I mean, left and right, the court system's locking oh, no, peaceful people up. Hey, don't get me wrong. I, you, I'm, I'm, you're, you're preaching to the choir on that end. I'm saying – it's all we've got here in the United States. We well, throw it out. Well, let's it's, it's, forget no, about the United States. It. How about we enforce it? How about How who's going to enforce it? Well, look, if, if the government can't confiscate your wealth at will, they can't grow uh, to this monstrous. The government takes about it takes half of the governments of all sizes in the United States take about half of what the average American makes. What makes you think that they can't take your wealth? No, I'm saying I'm not arguing that they can't take it. They currently can, but I view that as a byproduct of not enforcing the Constitution. They so, what would you do? Right. What would you do to enforce it? Well, I think what we do is, is is we become concerned citizens, and we vote, and we educate our our, our fellow citizens so that we don't end up with a nation. How has uh, voting changed anything? More people voted. More people voted in the Barack Obama versus uh, John McCain election than have ever voted in the United States before. You That's win. A spurious, all right? That's a spurious argument because the population is constantly growing. Of course, every election is going to have more people voting in it than the one. So you what want is- as a per- you want as a percentage? Will I go back and find whatever uh, election had the most people vote as a percentage? And then you're going to, of course, assume that that election was uh, you know not rigged in any way, shape, or form. What does it matter if 50 percent vote or 75 percent vote or 90 percent vote if they're still voting for scum? Scumbags, what's the difference? Well, that's the, that's the problem. And I think one of the reasons we end up with scumbags is because it's rigged. And I think that the only remedy for the rigged system that we have is to enforce the con- 
certain provisions. In How the you just said that? Well, you're talking in circles. So let me see if no, I can recap. Let me see if I can recap. Well, I'm going to recap my understanding of what you said. You can correct me if I'm wrong. You're saying that people need to participate so we can enforce the Constitution by voting in the the right people. But on the other hand, that's never actually happened, and because the system is rigged. So how, if the system is rigged, can voting change anything about the rigged system? Well, I, I think it's the people that you put in office. I, we, look, we're going to the system's we're rigged. Undergo, well, you're interrupting me. You're not allowing me to answer the question. You've been on the whole segment, but the, the system's rigged. So how are you going to put the right people well, in office if the system's me. rigged? What I'm saying is, is that the system is flawed in the sense that it, it the, the, the elite, if you will. And look, look, I'll be honest with you. I'm approaching, approaching this as a conservative. I don't consider myself a true libertarian. I'm firmly of the, uh, and so many of my friends are firmly of the conviction that is, there is a, an elite that has un, that has undue influence, and you know who the, the elite I'm talking about. I'm talking about the establishment, whether it's Republican or Democrat, yeah, whatever it is. Guys that go to yeah. Ivy League schools that get the plum appointments that that uh, that become federal judges, on and on and on. Sure, they've controlled our government for the last 140 years. Right, and 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 so there there is the potential though that if you reined in. The liberal judiciary and and started uh, enforcing the constitution. How? How? Huh? How do we get from here to where you want to go? Well, well you got to change the laws. <laughs> How do you do that? Again, elect, educate fellow citizens and elect responsible. Look what happens Sorry, when Ron wait, Paul runs wait, for office. They, sh- the they shut him down at the conventions. Let me make the statement again: Is the Constitution complicit in creating this rigged system we have, or powerless to stop it? I can't argue that it's complicit, but I would not argue that it's responsible for well, it. You know, I, I think mean, it can be an instrument that that's helps undo a lot of the it's problems. A, it's a have. sad piece of paper that didn't even have disagree. penalties for for violating it. I mean, for God's sakes, if it said any any legislator that violated this Constitution, one dot, one tittle would be taken out on the Mall of Washington, D.C., drawn, quartered, eviscerated, had their eyes burned out, and shot in the head, then maybe... Possibly, but this law, the highest law in the land, doesn't even have a penalty for breaking it. It says that if 50% plus one of the people goes ahead and says that they can do whatever the heck they want, then they just do it. And if if those same people appoint judges, those judges can agree with them, and then you have to deal with it. It does not provide for majority rule or mob rule. It provides certain foundational liberties that we don't enforce. But it doesn't do anything to prevent it. No, it doesn't provide crap. Otherwise, you'd have it. Okay, so basically, there was, before (laughs) before the Constitution, people had more liberty. Basically, all the things that libertarians and like things I like that the Constitution says that's supposed to sound like it's going to restrict government from impeding on people's personal liberties was basically a liberty before the Constitution. Basically was a sales pitch to get people to go into the idea of giving a central government power over the states. Even and they just said, oh, we'll just be a little bit of power. That's, you know, we're restricted by this Constitution thing. So people bought it. And now look what happened. Are you familiar that there was a are you familiar that there was a governing document before the Constitution? Yes, I am. But okay. what you're saying is that 250 years ago, they went into this with the idea that they would that they would uh, scam the people and eventually grow the government to what it is now. That's not what they had. Have in you Alexander read Alexander Hamilton? 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 Apparently, you don't know who Alexander Hamilton or uh, I know who James Hamilton was. And he was. 
He was he was his opinions were different than others, but you can't tell me that collectively they got into a back room and said, "Hey, we're going to pull one over." On yes, the they did. They're called they the Federalists. Read the Federalist <laughs> Papers. Read the Federalist Papers. The whole purpose of them is to create a large monolithic killing machine so that they could fight back against the uh, the Eastern uh, the, the the European powers. John, wish we had more time a for you tonight. Yes, thanks for the call, man. Call another time. We uh, we're out of time for you tonight, unfortunately. And there's they one wanted thing a want... centralized military. You can call a military whatever you want to call it. Militaries are generally there to kill people and break things. And Hamilton wanted a central bank too, right? Uh, which and certainly James huge... Madison didn't stay in the stand in the way of that. Well, right. If you want to have a centralized huge military, you got to have a huge huge central bank too to print the money to uh, to fund it. Now, uh, one thing I think is important to point out here: once upon a time, being a libertarian actually meant something. It actually meant that you know you agreed with a principle, and that principle was that uh, you won't aggress against peaceful people, or you don't support aggressing against peaceful people, and that people should be able to live their life how they want, as long as they aren't harming anyone else. Nowadays, the term's been watered down, and people have, have adopted it for themselves. Themselves, both on the left and the right, because they want to seem like they're different. So you got like talk show hosts like Glenn Beck uh, or this Dennis Miller character, these people that uh, like to claim they're libertarians, even though in point of fact, by the old definition of libertarian, they weren't. It's basically turned into someone that wants smaller government, not someone who's principled. But it used to be that someone who was libertarian wasn't necessarily a constitutionalist because libertarianism is all about principle. The Constitution has some of you know some good concepts in it, some good ideas towards the ideas of uh, of liberty, but it's not a principled document by any may, uh, means. So just because one is a libertarian doesn't make one necessarily a constitutionalist. I think it is a it is an important document in human history regarding liberties. I think the Bill of Rights are no singular in many ways, but I, I just don't perfect. think it has, it has worked after 200 and something years. Hey, by the way, you can grab more of uh, Allie over at uh, her website, ladiesandkeen.com. We'll see you tomorrow night. Available now, four new songs from Raja Mojo. Raja Mojo. That's R-A-J-A-M-O-J-O. Raja Mojo. I am Today at Amazon, iTunes, Napster, and at a discount at cdbaby.com.